With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily. Or I might have a sense of satisfaction now. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. Yeah! Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream, and you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer, one more time! Toycast, oh yes, listening to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I am TFG and Mike and joining me is Josh the Floor Burger. Hello sir. Hey, what's going on everybody? Yes, and today's guest is me. It's all about me today. I am actually flipping the script and having Josh ask me our 42 questions that we have here at ToyCast. Uh, it's so funny because when I – I don't know what your – the document on Drive says for the intro, but I changed it on my document that I have on my actual computer, and it's set for what we already would have recorded and released, oh. even though – you know, we're recording this in advance of that. So they're out of order. We always re- I always end up recording out of order, folks. So anyway, yes, I'm here. Josh is here. Hey. 42 questions all about toys. Holy crap. Right, this is going to be interesting. I've got my, my beverage ready, so I apologize if you hear the ice rattling. <laughs> um, there's my first there's... um. Yes, two minutes yeah, in, no, and stop I hit it. it. And stop it was... It. It is your show. That's the only one you get. Now stop it. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe I should be the one drinking, not you. I think after doing this show with me, you may. (laughs) Yes. So is this my cue to start, or or are we going to have more playful banter between us? No, you can go ahead and start the grilling. Okay. Mr. Michael J. Blanchard. Wrong initial. 
Michael D. Blanchard. Wrong initial. We can keep going. I've got a couple more shots. Stop it. No, you don't. Number one. What is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? That would have to be the Fisher-Price red and green flashlight. Fisher-Price red and green flashlight. Yeah. Just explain. Okay, so it's a flashlight like any other flashlight. Think of the play school flashlights that they used to have. It's that kind of thing, but it was from Fisher-Price. It took four, you know, to a five-year-old at the time, five or six, it took four giant D batteries to power this thing. And basically... You got to work out with it while you played with it. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, It was a normal flashlight. It was a flash, you know, regular old flashlight. It just was yellow and blue, and it had Fisher-Price's logo on it. But the cool thing was there was a uh, a knob on the side of it or a switch or a whatever. And you could switch it from left to right or from right to left. And whichever way you switched it, a film or something would, cha- you know, would go over the actual light bulb over the, the thing and it would change it to red or green. Like a, like a light gel. Basically. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It does appear that uh, Fisher Price or Play School is mm-hmm. certainly looking to prepare children for disaster <laughs> preparedness. They were in the 80s, although I'm not sure what they're doing today. <laughs> hey, kids, do you want to learn how to see in the dark when a tornado strikes? Well, here's what you get. White, red, or green? <laughs> oh, red is great for night vision. Yes. Even though most night vision goggles are green. Well, if you're wandering in the dark in the forest and you're three years old with your Fisher-Price flashlight, having a red light won't ruin your night vision, your actual ocular night vision. So That's true. That sounds like a very fun first toy. Let's (laughs) move on. You obviously had some adults who supervised you at some point in time. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who may have been unsupportive there were family members that i don't know some thought it was silly but most didn't most got it and most of the time everybody supported me Uh, my mom always bought me the stuff that i wanted for the most part Uh, my grand it's so funny this is um it's a weird christmas story one year, we decided to do the whole thing of, oh, let's put all of the immediate family members' names into a hat. Whoever you pick, that's who you buy a gift for. My Aunt Judy, my mom's sister, decided to buy for everybody still. And wow. that caused all kinds of drama. How dare she be so generous. giving and generous. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Send her to the yard. There's a. We'll put her in the hole. <laughs> yeah, we'll send her to the Undertaker. But no, I mean everybody ooh. was the Undertaker. No, I said ooh, that, like oh yeah, mm. he'll he'll tombstone her and yep. choke slam her. That Undertaker, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. Anyways, well, I mean you, I mean you have to be, you know, chokes choke slam a tombstone. I mean those things are nasty anyway. Worst frozen pizza ever. Anyway, um, yes, most everybody was supportive. I would say there, and this will come up later, 
as one of the questions later is actually why that question is there is because of me. Uh, at one point or another, my dad wasn't so supportive, but what it is what it is. There's nothing you can go back and, and change about it. So. So you had some support. You, you're, you're slightly uh, I, I'm going to be very gentle about this. Your farts are a lot older than mine. <laughs> so my, wait, wait, wait. My farts are a lot older than yours. I was finding a gentle way to say you're an old fart compared to me, uh, uh-huh. but yeah. maybe that wasn't as gentle as you hoped. You're you're in your mid 30s. I'm in my early 40s. It's not that big of a jump. It, if that gets you to sleep tonight. So when you were a young lad, a young Blanchard, mm-hmm. what types of toys were your favorites to play with? Action figures and play sets. I did like vehicles, but it was always action figures and play sets. There is a famous or infamous picture somewhere. I don't even know if I have it online anywhere. I think I uploaded it to my photo bucket a decade ago but photo bucket probably no longer exists anymore anyway there's this picture of me with the original castle grayskull i have two or three he-man figures four captain planet figures three dick tracy figures two mask vehicles and a partridge in a pear tree all around castle grayskull and I have a box of toys next to me, and I'm facing the camera. Uh, but it, yeah, it was action figures. It was it was play sets. Uh, it was Transformers, He-Man, Thundercats. Yeah. And I feel with your age group, because I I'm not gonna say you're geriatric. I'm not there yet. However. I think with your age group, you kind of hit that slightly more sweet spot of 80s toys than, oh, yeah, than I was did. in. Like I, I was born in 84. I got some, there was some great stuff for me as I got older. But you were born in, what year again, remind me? 80. We're 80. only four years apart, dude. It's okay. You're not, you oh, know. Oh, I, I broke out my abacus. I was trying to figure out our age uh-huh. difference there for a uh-huh. moment. I'll, I'll give you an abacus. I am not Dave Draper. I, hey, if you want to take a, a swipe at some of our other guests, sir, that, this is no, your show. No, I'm not you do taking it. a swipe at one of the other guests. I'm taking a swipe at you. I'm telling you, stop acting like I am Dave Draper. I am not Dave Draper. Oh, I did not make any age jokes about Dave. No, but you're trying to assimilate his age with mine. Because I finally found a way to rally up. Anyways, so being born in 80, that, that's my brother's age. And being born in, in 80, you uh, probably were able to catch some of the earlier Joes. You had the the strength, the, the, the most popular part of He-Man. There was a lot of stuff you could get at that point. That was that mm-hmm. was one of the golden age peaks uh, of toys. Yep. And they were making everything. Yep. So obviously you had some favorites to play with. Were there any standouts? Did you have any childhood toys that you maybe remember a tad bit more than anything else. I remember most of them because I only asked my mom for what I really, really wanted. I had all of the He-Man stuff. I had a good number of the Transformers stuff. I had Boulder Hill. 
with all of the mask vehicles. Mm. Almost all of them. Uh, I think I was missing oh one of the later ones that came out, but I had uh, Switchblade, I had Thunderhawk, I had I had Rhino. <laughs> that I'm looking at mine right now. That is uh-huh. a piece. Yes, yes, it is. And anyone knows me, my two favorite colors are black and purple. And Rhino was motherfucking purple, so that was my truck as a kid. Um, let's see. I'll say this, and this is, you know, this may be a story for another time or later on down the thing, but uh, for me in Transformers, I wanted the Constructicons. I think I only had a couple of them. I somehow ended up with Laserbeak, but I never had Soundwave. I I had Blaster instead of Soundwave, so I had Blaster, Eject, Rewind, Ramhorn, and Steeljaw, which are all his cassettes, and uh, for some odd reason I had Laserbeak and Buzzsaw. I don't know how I got them. Some kid must have left them at my house or, or something, and my mom never returned them to that person or whatever. But the whole point in saying this is I loved my Blaster action figure. I loved my Blaster Transformers figure. But I always wanted Soundwave. And my best friend at the time had Soundwave. Little asshole wouldn't even let me look at the damn thing, let alone touch it. You know, I, I to speak to that, sometimes it is very interesting how growing up, you also just find these random... Whether it was from a rummage sale, garage sale, somebody left it. There's always that one toy that you're like, I don't remember where that came from, but it's mine. It goes with something else that I've never owned. I don't know how I got it. Right. But yeah, that that's always a piece of of growing up. You just have those couple of toys. Where did you come from? So speaking of which, if you're when you were a child or even now, when you're sitting around trying to discuss and label the pile of plastic playthings that you have laying around. <laughs> Do you go with the label specifically of action figures? And I know you're into pops and we've discussed that many times. And I don't know where, if you put pops in an action figure category or are they dolls or are they toys or are they something else? If you're going to throw labels around, what are you saying? If it's an actual figure that has more than four points of articulation, it's an action figure. If it has real hair or wears a dress or something like that, and it is not an action figure, it's a doll. You look at the old, uh, uh, I know Jason's going to hate this. You look at Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin to me was always a doll. He was a talking doll. But it wasn't a bad thing that he was a talking doll. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. But yeah, action figures. With pop vinyls, I would say they're more collectibles. Pops are, and we'll get into the whole pop thing later, but Funko Pops are more collectible figurines or figures. or They're not really action. Uh, let's see, I've got Optimus Prime right here. His head, the, the head's turn. That's some sort of action, but at least specifically with the Optimus Prime, if you turn his head the wrong way, he's not going to stand up, sadly. I was not prepared. Well, to be fair, maybe now you don't refer to that as an action figure, but I've never seen kids playing with Pops. I actually don't really know any kids who 
have pops in general, but I don't know that many kids. I can tell you on five different occasions that I've gone into the local Walmart here in Vancouver, Washington, at least one of them, the one we always go to, and I've had to circle the electronics department twice because some kid was trying to get his mom to like, and I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not heartless. I'm not going to sit, get out of my way, kid. This is mine. You know, I'm not going to do that. I have some maturity to my 41 years of age here. So, I mean, generally pops aren't, and like you said, we'll get into it later, but generally it's mostly the adult collectors that are going after them for the most part, at least the adult collectors that enjoy them. Well, while I may make fun of Pops and feel (laughs) that if they were lit on fire and hit with a golf club, that would be the best use of them. I do do respect them. I can't I, I can't be under the impression that a kid wouldn't get two of his favorite characters or two of her favorite characters as mm-hmm. pops and and play with them just just like toys. I've seen kids play with a binder clip and <laughs> a, a couple of paper clips and have a great time. So I, I would still put pops under the toy category. Yeah. Uh, or or kindling category for that matter. Mm. So we, you can we take do your have, fireplace. You can take your fireplace and shove it. My fireplace and you said kindling. I, I'm I, I'm just mm-hmm. mentally trying to picture that. Uh huh. You can take your fireplace and shove it. Next question. Okay, I'm gonna get my pen. I'm gonna go draw that later. <laughs> so you collect pops right now, primarily, correct? Yes. Ever since. Okay. So. Long story short, and I'll tell the longer version later if it comes up, from 2005 to 2011, I was collecting Transformers, uh, other stuff. I think somewhere, I think in 2007 or so, I found Mighty Mugs, which to me were the essential precursor to Funko Pops. Uh, but yeah, I was I had like Revenge of the Fallen Ravage from Transformers. I had... Uh, I finally, like I said, I finally got a G1 Soundwave. I had Blaster again. I had, like, I was trying to re at the time from 2005 to 2010, I had had a job that was really, really good, and I actually had extra cash lying around, so I could go on eBay at the time and reclaim my childhood for obscene amounts of money. Sadly. Well, do you still collect any Transformers, or are you just Pops right now? It's ever since, so I, I quit, I sold my collection, my old collection in 2011 because of finances and things. Yeah. And at the time I was kind of okay not being in the, in the collecting thing anymore and it was fine. It was, a, you know, whatever. I didn't have a huge collection. I will probably link this and most, most, I keep most of my toy photo albums public so people should be able to see this. I have a whole photo album of my actual toy collection that I had. Like, again, I had, I still, my mom had at the time, because she hadn't died yet, for 30 years she's been carrying around my Castle Grayskull to every place she moved. So when she eventually moved to Kentucky at the time, when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, she said, here, take this. I'm tired of lugging it everywhere. 
and it was basically a shell of itself. It didn't have the, it didn't have any of the inside bits. It was just, didn't even have the jawbridge. It was just the castle. And I always kept it closed because I always like the only thing it did have was it had one of the little um, um, placements, one of the little uh, uh, where where you usually stand them up, where the where, where those accessories used to like the wind not wind raider, uh, whatever the top of the castle where you could stand figures. I've got a picture of uh, classics Adora Dread or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. There you go. So yeah, so I had that. I I was buying at the time before I sold the collection. I was buying or trying to buy at least MattyCollector.com stuff, and that's a whew, that no, it's a nightmare. But yeah, no, I was buying actual action figures back then. I'm not now because again, like I said, I got out of it after 2011. Yeah, and yeah. by 2013, I had started the pullback, which is our comic review show. And ever since 2013, I've been into comics. And, and then in 20 late December of 20, basically January of 2017 is when I started collecting pops. So let's rewind just a second, though. I mean, obviously, that's kind of where we're at right now. I think we have an idea of how you collect, but rewinding. You said you had mm-hmm. Mask, you had Transformers, He-Man. I mean, did you have a flavor of G.I. Joe in there? Nope. I no, had no, no. G.I. Joe figures. Okay. But for the most part, for those lines we talked about, Thundercats, yeah. good guys or bad guys, which toys were your favorites to play with the most out of it? Where where did you like to play the most? As a kid, I always liked the good guys. Uh, I liked the bad guys at times, but it was more like more of a fact of I like to take battle punch or not. Is it battle punch battle arm? Uh, whatever, whatever the punching He-Man thing was, take that and hit Skeletor in the face with it or something, you know, something like that. Um, I wasn't really a ah, I'm going to get you He-Man. I wasn't really a, a, I like Skeletor as a character. I like him as a villain. But I never wanted to act, you know, play with him as he gets to win. The whole point of the villain is you need to defeat them and save the day. So you were more into the good guys. You just kind of had the bad guys there. So you had something to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what? So you mentioned you like play sets. So what was your favorite toy vehicle or playset what was something that if you don't have it now you'd go buy it again or you just will never forget it it's more of i'll never forget it uh there was a mass car it was similar to um the manta it was actually the the venom version of the manta it was called the raven it was black and red i loved i loved that vehicle that was so cool uh, other vehicles that I absolutely loved, I actually, eh, I remember Christmas of, I want to say 89, whenever, I don't, because uh, I'm not even looking at anything online or on you know, on my computer or my phone, whenever the 89 Batman toys came out, as soon as I saw that Batmobile and I'm like, I want that for Christmas or my birthday, because Christmas, as we all know, is December 25th. My birthday is February 9th. So whatever I didn't get for Christmas, 
would show up on my birthday most of the time. Oh, nice. So, yeah, when 1989 came around, it was like, yes, I love the the Raven, the whatever. When that Batmobile hit, I was like, I want that. I played with that thing so long. As far as play sets go, Grayskull and Boulder Hill were the only two I had. I wanted Snake Mountain. I wanted Eternia, the Palace of Eternia. But Grayskull and, uh, like I said, and Boulder Hill were the only ones I had at the time. I, I, I Admittedly, I've never had Boulder Mountain in my hands at any point. I've never actually been able to check it out. I've seen it. I've seen mm-hmm. it at toy shows. And usually there's a little sign on that says, do not touch. So I think that's mm-hmm. actually aimed towards people like me. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Mm-hmm. Did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this, I'm going to be this toy, you can be this toy. You kind of spoke on that a little bit before, but mm-hmm. did anybody ever take the role of a specific toy when you were playing? Yes and no. At recess for me in kid, in in elementary school, first grade, second grade, third grade, we would always pretend to be the characters, but we wouldn't act like we would basically run around and chase each other kind of thing, but we wouldn't actually have the toys. So it's it was dangerous of, to bring toys to school. I'm just saying like that. Was, yes. Yes, yeah. it was. It's yeah. dangerous then. And it was dangerous then. And it's dangerous now. Oh, wait, now you're not even supposed to be in school. Online learning for everybody. Mm. Stay home, stay masked, get vaxxed, all that good stuff, folks. Sorry. And that was our public service announcement. There you go. <laughs> Sponsored by the U.S. federal government. And common sense. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? So your friends kind of pretended out of recess, he didn't bring toys. What features make a good toy for you? Which I'm very interested to hear about this because you collect pops. <laughs> so how true does the item feel in comparison to the source material and lightness for you to say, this is a good toy? Now you collect pops, so I think I already know the answer. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now, again, we... We have a question way, way down the list here, all about Funko Pops, and I will tell that part of the story there. But, again, looking at Optimus Prime, so I have the Funko Pop GameStop Lunchbox exclusive Optimus Prime. They do every once in a while, every couple of years, Funko does um, these box exclusives where it's themed. Well, this year's box exclusive for GameStop was uh, retro toys and lunchboxes and Transformers and G.I. Joe. You could either get Duke with Megatron or Optimus Prime with Cobra Commander. Now, the Optimus and Megatron are an homage to, I want to say, More Than Meets the Eye, part one or two. Anyway. The first three episodes of the Transformers 1984 cartoon, Generation 1, was called... The first three-parter was More Than Meets the Eye. In one of these episodes, there is a point... I think it's a, I think it's part two, where Optimus and Megatron 
they break out these energy weapons and they have a battle on Sherman Dam. So the Damn. Optimus, yeah. So the so the Optimus and Megatron pops ha- instead of having the gun hands that they normally have with the regular versions of their pops, they have Optimus has his orange energy axe and Megatron has his purple energy mace. I will say now that I've actually pulled out the Optimus out of the box anyway. I will say that what Funko did with whatever Hasbro allowed them to do with the Optimus Prime Pops, because there's like, you get the Transformers license, you're going to, you know, repaint Optimus multiple times. Like, I've got a Nemesis Prime, which is basically Optimus in black and and gray. Uh, But what they did was, was they looked at the actual 1984 action figure. So that's his body. It's the actual toy, like literally, there's a, I don't want to say it's a hole, but there's a space in the back for where his arms usually fold in and become the, like when it's transforming, to come become the back of the cab. It actually looks just like the actual action figure, except his head, because of the way Funkos are. And I love Funko, but some of these things, if you don't have them just right, if the fan blows them over... If you got a giant head, hey, like this Optimus has been knocked over so many times. Um, but yeah. So let me ask you a question. Back to the scene mm-hmm. at the Sherman Dam. Uh huh. Did uh, they have a dam fight? Yes, yes, they did. So was there a, a, a dam action scene? No, John Van Dam- or, uh, John Claude was not there. Way to ruin my next awful joke. Let's move <laughs> on. Here we go. What does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? All right. Damn it. Specifically, oh, stop it. Specifically, only because I'm, I'm holding them in my hands and I have them right here next to me. Actually, I'm going to talk about three of these. Man, you're giving me a lot of time to talk about Funko, and we're not even at the Funko question yet. Again, going back to those GameStop exclusive Optimus. Oh, you mean I, I can limit your time? That's that's no, a thing we no, can do here? Can't. This is my show. Moving on to the next question. Do you open uh-huh. your toys or do you... Uh-huh. I just opened the toy. Anyway, hold on. Okay. You can skip so, to 11 then. There we go. Oh, no, we can't. Knock it off. I didn't do this to you, Mr. <laughs> Waterworld. What the hell is the uh, uh, toy bag? You package? gave me the power of interviewing. This is your fault. Yeah. This is my show, though. Anyway... Uh, okay, so the the old the classic packaging, the classic Transformers generation. Do you think you hold power over me? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, the classic Transformers Generation One packaging I absolutely love because it had the giant Transformers thing on the on the box flap. It had all this stuff. You turn around instead of a cross cell on the back, you get this giant mural of Transformers at Metroplex or whatever, doing all kinds of cool, crazy stuff. Uh, What packaging has to have for me is, it has, specifically to Funko, it has to remind me of what I used to see on the old packaging. And for the Transformers Pops, it does exactly that, because it has, for the Autobots, it has the red, orange, and yellow grid for the Decepticons. It has the, the, the purple and yellow, because there's a section of it in the middle that's yellow, 
but it has the purple grid. So absolutely love that. As far as other toy packaging, whoops. See, now you're making me throw my pops around. Don't make, yeah. Stop making me do stuff, Josh, even though you're like 7,000 7, miles away. Uh, I mean, you... Hmm. Okay, yeah, you, you got... Yeah, move... Do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? I, with Funko, with the old toys, yes, I did. I opened up all the old toys. I kept all the boxes, but I had, again, I will reference the photo album that I will link in in the show notes. I had a whole shelf. My mom had a, I think it's cherry wood. Anyway, my uncle built my mom this moving sh- bookshelf out of cherry wood and it's like like think of the really expensive shelving units you see at macy's or something i don't know whatever insert expensive store here and i had obviously i inherited the shelf because i love that shelf even though i remember it being much larger of course then again i could have been much much smaller because i was a kid at the time so I had all my toys on the whole shelf. I had them all spread out. I had everything everywhere, and it was a nightmare to dust. I just I can't imagine what Duvall and Dave do with their basements, even though Duvall has already cleared out his stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, I open them. Uh, with the Funko Pops, I mainly open them for photography reasons. I seriously was hoping you were going to say you are going to open them to burn them, but okay. Would you stop it? I open them for photography reasons. Sometimes I will leave them out depending on what they are, depending on what I'm doing at the time. But most of the time they do stay packaged. But what if you were really, really cold and desperate one day? Dude. Let's move on to the next question. Here we go. If, If as a kid you were only allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, only get one, especially of the ones you mentioned. Which one would you choose and why? Transformers. Transformers? Yep. And why? You had two toys in one. You could do anything you wanted to with them. You had Optimus. Do you want Optimus Prime? He's a giant red truck that has a trailer that one of the other cars could have fit into. You had triple changers. You had six changers. You had... Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, I love, my favorite, if I only had one Transformer my entire life, the one that I would have, besides the cassettes, besides the, the tape decks and cassettes and all that, would be G1 Purple Astro Train. Because at the time, I loved space shuttles, I loved locomotives, and even though the G1 Astrotrain toy, the robot mode, isn't really anything to write home about, the other two modes make up for it. And yeah, Transformers, because you could do all kinds of imaginary things with them. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. And I think that is one of the, the benefits of Transformers. I, I know that they came from two separate Japanese lines. Mm-hmm. One was the tiny robots, and then the other one was the, the vehicle robots. Yeah. But... No, you're right. If if you liked Hot Wheels, how could you go wrong with Transformers? Right. You got an extra play feature out of it, and mm-hmm. maybe you didn't even want to use it. You still had cool vehicles. I I can't argue with with Transformers being an 
excellent choice if you had to stick with one. Even to this day, they're they're still that impressive. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So here's the thing. They have coming out now leader class, or not leader class, uh, commander class, Rodimus Prime. If I wasn't just collecting Funko, if I was still collecting regular action figures, there are two that I would want. That commander class Rodimus and the leader class Galvatron. Because I had the Rodimus Prime toy as a kid. I remember this like it was yesterday. Mom and her boyfriend at the time and I and some other friends of theirs or family members, I don't remember. We all were in Key Biscayne, Florida, and I remember playing with Rodimus Prime in the bathtub of the hotel. So fast forward almost 40 years later, Hasbro is making a Commander class Rodimus Prime looks just like the old toy, except it's today, modern, color corrected, has the trailer, has everything, it's amazing. The Matrix has gone. And with it, all hope. No! Galvatron has it. Where's Galvatron? Where is he? And the answer is... Unicron! Then we've got to destroy Unicron. Yes, friends, and now destroy Unicron. Kill the Grand Boobah. Eliminate even the toughest stain. No fuss, no muss. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Sail must end. Rush right on down and test drive latest model with no obligation. New improved junkie on planet is sleek, sexy import with turbo handling. My friend of mine just got that. I, I have to say that Hasbro finally is kind of figuring it out. How do you sell to everybody, mm-hmm. including collectors, but also current kiddos? Right. Rodimus has always been a cool truck, mm-hmm. cool car, mm-hmm. cool robot. Mm-hmm. Kind of has everything you could possibly ever want. And a lot of these, uh, it's not King, I mean, it's the Kingdom sub subline, but it's right. the War for Cybertron. Yeah, it's War for yeah. Cybertron Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, and the way they're working in just, 
there is, it feels like there's a little bit of time travel in there. They're working in the Beast Wars, the G1. I think I've seen G2 flavors in there. Am I wrong? A little bit. There's a little bit of G2 flavor in there, which I think they're still waiting to tap into that yep. when when neon and pastel colors come back. It's soon, <laughs> I swear. It's soon. Have they ever really left? I've seen a lot of people out here with wearing some neon stuff at times. Anyway. Anyways, so, okay, so let's move on to the next one. As an adult collector, specifically, looking mm-hmm. back at the last 30 or 40 years, do you have a preference specifically for vintage toys or modern toys and why? You got to pick one. I respect the vintage, and I miss that old Astro Train, but the modern stuff, like we were just saying about Kingdom Rodimus and, and Galvatron, what they've been able to do, yes, there are quality control issues. There's There have been quality control issues ever since toys started being made, so that's neither here nor there. But no, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably go modern because they can do more now than they could back in the 80s. They did what they could, and they gave us awesome things for the time, but the times we're living in now, everybody wants 72 points of articulation. But let me ask you a follow-up on that, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind. I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to ask you a Mm -hmm. follow-up. So I just had a conversation with a friend about vintage video games, and we played games when we were younger that – could be as basic as Pong, mm-hmm. and up until certain games came out, as in, Super Mario 3 was an awesome game. But when you would play games that were supposed to simulate more realistic situations, we used our imaginations to fill in the gaps that the games didn't provide, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same with toys. So do you think a kid, like, if, if we took little Mike Blanchard and... Mm-hmm. We gave him a set of G1 toys. Would he have fun? Absolutely. I did then and I would now. Would that level of fun be any different with the more articulated, better sculpted, better painted toys of today? No. I don't and, and think see, so. And see, that's what I think, is that even though, yes, the toys of today are better and whatever they're they're more articulated they there's so many more parts how many steps would it take to transform g1 optimus prime see that's the thing look okay i don't remember actually having optimus until i want to say 85 i was five years old i think yeah i was five so i don't remember i might have had him when i was four and 84 but i don't remember but that's the thing back then you look at those old commercials where they're like, you know, Transformers, more than meets the eye, robots in disguise. All of those old commercials show you how it transforms. There were instructions on how to transform it. Nowadays, and I understand because nowadays it's so different. Kids want instantaneous thing. We had to figure out how to transform. Like we had to read the instructions we had to, if we couldn't get the instructions, we had to figure it out on our own how to transform it and use our imagination on how to transform it sometimes. So kids of today, like with Transformers specifically, I know a lot of the boxes say, oh, this figure transforms in seven steps or 42 steps or whatever many steps you want. Like, really, seriously, you're going to tell them how many steps? 
I don't know what Hasbro's doing. And I almost feel that's like the warning on those packets you get in your shoes. Like, do not eat this. Exactly. Because, because you'll get one of those newer Transformers for a kid. Obviously, you have mom, dad going down the, the aisle, auntie, grandma. Yep. Oh, look at this great Optimus Prime. I'm going to get it for Junior. Gives it to Junior. Junior tries to transform it. Three steps in, he gives up. Yeah. Some some of these newer Transformers, especially some of the panel formers. Was is there a phrase for that? Um, is it just panel former? Like where there's just yes. yeah, where there's just panel after panel. Some of these are really really hard and they're prone to breaking. So it's almost like a you know beginner expert level like warning on on some of these newer toys of hey. If you bought that for that kid and it says 42 steps to transform it and he doesn't like it and he doesn't transform it, that's on you. I, I feel that's what it's for. But I, I, I do think that – I don't disagree with him. I'm not saying this to argue with your point about liking modern oh, right. toys. But, yeah. but I, I do find it interesting because I still think those old toys would still do really well with kids today because I don't think that kids today, because they spend so much time on their smartphones and stuff like that, <laughs> they just might not be up to the challenge of I'm, I'm looking at some of mine, the, uh, the kingdom Megatron, the, tr- the, the T-Rex uh-huh. Megatron. Yep. Yep. That is not an easy toy to transform. <laughs> he may get transformed once or twice a year moving forward. Plus he's a little fragile. So that's the other thing Hasbro has done and changed since we were kids or since I was a kid anyway. Everything came in in alternate mode. I'm going to say alternate mode because that's just easier because there's vehicles, there's beasts, there's whatever. So everything came in alternate mode back then. You had to figure – that that was part of the appeal. Okay, I have this cool truck. I now have to figure out how to transform this cool truck into getting a cool robot. Same thing with the the tape decks. Uh, Okay, I have this awesome tape deck that I can put these little awesome robotic tapes in. I now have to figure out how to transform the tapes and transform the tape deck. Nowadays, almost 99% of Transformers come in robot mode. I think that, so do you think that's partially due to just packing, packaging limitations and appeal of the image of the robot? Or do you think that's something else? I think it is a combination of two things. It is what you just said. It is the packaging limitation. It is them wanting to be more environmentally conscious. It is all of that. But it's also. I wish it was that, but I don't think it's that. Well, I mean, Hasbro is actually doing things to move away from plastics. Like, I recently watched. By the time this episode goes online, it would have already happened, but I recently watched a Fan First Friday where they were talking about Transformers and what's coming up in 2020, the rest of 2021, and some of the stuff in 2022. And we've seen the packaging where it's just, um, it's basically just loop ties. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, but it's, you know, whatever. They are, and next year, in 2022, they are actually going to a closed, no more window boxes. They're lo- going to a closed box option for transformers for next year uh but as far as robot mode versus uh, alternate mode i think nowadays it, it is the packaging part but it's also the part of as we just mentioned you know little tommy doesn't want to spend 20 minutes figuring out how to transform the thing into 42 steps 
So here you go, little Tommy. We're going to give them to you in robot mode so you can play with the, the robot version of the character. Yeah, right Which out of the means, box. You get right. It. Right out of the box, you have you you have a toy that the kid can play with. If the kid wants to try to transform it in the, into the alt mode, he can do that. But if he doesn't, whatever. And then he'll probably just throw it in a box and go back to playing on his iPad or iPhone or whatever. So seeing that we are basically on number 13 right now let's <laughs> moving forward yeah uh, what is one toy you can always play with can you grab see that's the thing because i don't i don't play with the funko pops the way i play with them is i put them in weird situations and i take photos that's how i play with the pops if it was an actual like again i'll 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 reference that uh, Commander Class Rodimus Prime from Kingdom. That would be, because that is essentially an upgraded, updated, modern version of what I had in 1988. I could play with that all day. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. I totally just lost my train of thought. Not sure (laughs) if you want to edit that out. Keep it in. Up to you. (laughs) Oh, God. And you make me do so much more editing than I have to. Anyway, number 15. Yes, 15. Here we go. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specific... Sorry, my brain was working, but my mouth decided to take a five-minute break. Are there any that I specifically and purposefully avoid? This How did you know what I was going to specific ask? Specific characters, yes. etc. Because I'm usually the one asking the questions. And I have the document pulled up. Uh, you, would, so, you would hope that. I do. Yeah, yeah, I would based hope on you how would. I, based on how I just read it, you might not think so. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, I had for, either from my dad or my grandpa on my dad's side or my mom's side, I forget. I had bucketfuls and bucketfuls and bucketfuls of Little Green Army Men. The old, the original Little Green Army Men. So as a kid, I don't ever remember asking my mom for any G.I. Joes. Um, As an adult, when I go down and look in the toy aisle, oh, wait, they're empty. Shit, there's no toys. This question doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, Yeah, I avoid it all. I just buy Funkos online. (laughs) No, but seriously, uh, when I do go to toy stores now and – if their toy aisles are fully stocked. I won't do any franchises or any licensed properties that I am not already a fan of. I have zero interest in Animorphs. I have nothing against Animorphs, but I have zero interest in them. Uh, I have zero, even though I love the minions and I love the Despicable Me movies, I have, unless, unless I get some Funko Pop minions, which I know Funko does and has done the minions, I just don't have any of them. I have zero interest in those. Uh, I, you know, I didn't even know that a really, really shitty 1995 film even had a toy line until recently. So there's that. So how how can you avoid what you don't know? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What 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 movie are you? That would be Waterworld, sir. You didn't know they had toys. Not until we started doing this podcast. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Have we talked about that at all on the show? Yes, yes, we have. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, then we'll move on. Yeah. 
So are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought? Or on the flip side of that, are there any toys that you have sold that you regret letting go for any reason? The only one I sold that I regret letting go is my G1 Astro Train. That would be the only one that I regret that I sold. Uh, as far as what was the rest of that question? Uh, no, not really, because I only go after what I really, really want. Uh, again, even though we're not to question 22 yet, I'll, I'll say this now. I don't buy every single Funko Pop out there. Funko is a company that has their their pop mitts in every single license that they can possibly get because their slogan is everybody is a fan uh, you know everyone's a fan of something kind of thing so they have their their mitts into everything but i'm not gonna sit i have no interest in game of thrones i i don't like it or dislike it but i have no interest i saw the first episode it was not for me i'm not gonna go out and and find game of game of thrones pops you know so Mm. So bought stuff, you've let stuff go. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some size at this point. Let's get to the size of things. Uh-huh. How large or small is your toy collection? Do your t- toys take up the whole house, or are they relegated to one room, shelf, or store spaces in different time zones? <laughs> yes, sadly. I probably have maybe... I want to say 15 or maybe 20 Funko Pops here in the state of Washington. The rest of them, the rest of, so in total, I have 119 Pops. So I have about wow. 100, I have basically about 100 Pops in storage. Uh, and that's fine. It is what it is. I couldn't bring them out here at the time. And I wasn't even sure when I came out here if I was going to still collect them. Not that I didn't want to stop collecting them. But I wasn't sure because, you know, at the time when we first came out here, we did we we actually did something rash. We moved somewhere and didn't really have anything set up. So we had to find a place immediately. And luckily we did. But, yes, I have 119 total Funko Pops. Uh, I have about, like I said, 20 or so of them here. And I only buy the ones that I absolutely want. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not aiming to have a thousand Funko Pops because they just won't whatever. The other part of the question is, is how do I display them? How do, where do I keep them right now? They're all on a table in my living room in front of a window only because I haven't like put up shelves or anything. It's an apartment, not trying to put up shelves or whatever. I, I would rather just go buy a bookcase or, or something and I'll, you know, stick them in there. I could see them looking outside longingly like they want to go play in the park or something. Uh, we face north. The park is east of here, so that's not possible. Jeez, I'm sorry. I didn't study <laughs> the geography of your apartment. I'm just telling you. I'm just answering why, you know, why that is. I did a lot to prepare for this interview. I'm sorry. I just didn't. No, you didn't. Anyway. Yes, you had to send me the interview questions yeah, just before we started. Uh-huh. I sometimes make things up to defend myself awkwardly. Let's move right along, ladies and gentlemen. So how do you keep track of your pop collection? I've heard there's a thing, an app, a a way of doing it that's easy. What is it? How do you do it? 
So basically, you go on to whatever store, whether it's a whether it's a, 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 a Rotten Apple store or the Google Play store, and you look for fun. You just search Funko, and the Funko app will come up, and you download it, and you log in. And if you already have an account with them, they'll just let you, you know, set it up. And basically, you go through like they're like searching. Um, oh, they don't have Waterworld pops yet, so I can't search for that. Let's try this, Robin Hood. I sort of feel like if they made Waterworld Pops, your brain would have a mild... <laughs> you, you would have a moment of struggling, I think, if they actually did. Uh-huh. Let's search for something Jason likes, Little Mermaid. I don't think they have... Yeah, they did. I know they've done them. What? Anyway, so... He likes basically... Little Mermaid? Yes, yes, he does. Uh, so basically, you go on the app, you 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 do a search, or you can look through various like there's a there's a discover button where you and it's for some odd reason it's not working tonight. But basically, you go to a pop like I can go in my in my wish list. Okay, so in my wish list, <laughs> I have recently added the new pop of Spock in chair. So it's basically uh, I want to say this is yeah this is the zachary quinto spock from the films um you know you basically go to his his listing you can either add to collection or add to wish list and you know once you add to collection you can just go to your collection you can see it in your collection so talking about seeing things in a collection you sort Uh of mentioned that right now you are displaying stuff on your kitchen table or your dining room table it's a side table next to my desk, yeah. Side table next to your desk. So is that pretty much how you're displaying stuff right now? Uh, it, it, our written question goes into what the overall details of that. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll – let me change this one a little bit. Let me okay. Change, let me change this uh, as far as how you display it. If you could have an ideal way to display your pops, what would that be? Throw, I'm throwing things off a little bit. That's okay. You kind of have to. Yeah. It's – um. I believe it's Michael's. They have baseball bat cases. They usually run like, I don't know, 20, 40 bucks. I've seen but those, yeah. Yeah, so basically they're black and they, you know, it's like a plexiglass open thing. And I would basically put those on the wall and I would actually open the pops and take them out of the packaging to put. The, if I was really going to make a display. Kind of like how our buddy Adas Baron has his toys all over his apartment. Yeah. I would get a ton of these baseball bat cases, and I would just, you know, okay, this one's Transformers, this one's G.I. Joe, this one's the ad icons, uh, you know, and I would just put them all in there. Uh, since I don't have those, since I'm – I do have uh, two of them, but again, they're in storage. Since I don't have any of that, right now they're just sitting on this on this end table thing. Eventually, I want to get some sort of floating shelves going in in my room here so I can get them off the table and they're more wall art than anything else. So let's say your ideal display is up. Mm -hmm. Baseball display cases everywhere you need them to be. Your apartment lights on fire. Family is safe. Cats and dogs are okay. Parakeets ready to go. 
What is one toy that you grab to make sure it stays safe? Everything else goes up in flames. What would it be and why? Out of the ones I have here in the apartment currently, it would most likely be one of two things, but I would only grab one of them. It would either be Comic Book Guy or it would be Mace Megatron. Good choices. Mace, Mace Megatron is the purple energy Mace GameStop pop I mentioned earlier. Yep. No one does that to me and continues to function. So if you had the stuff you have in storage. Oh, God. That, oh, Jesus. Um, if if I had all 119 pops here and I can only pick one, it would most likely be... I was going to lose it all. Luckily, I don't have this thing yet to lose it, but uh, if I was going to lose it all, it would most likely be the Batman 66 Batgirl because she was the one of, if not the first pops. She was actually the third pop I bought, but she, you know, Yvonne Craig, may you rest in peace, but... The Batgirl pop is so cool. It's purple and yellow, like like she, her costume was in the in the show, and just absolutely love that pop. Welcome aboard the Night 2000. Thank you. What's all this? Looks like Darth Vader's bathroom. Let's say you can save more than just one, and I give you an 18 by 18 by 18 box to save everything that fits in there. What do you pack into it? Uh... Let's see. I would pack in. I could probably fit in all the pops I have here. I know I one. couldn't. All the ones I have here now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was easy. Easy so, question. Here we go. Yeah. So the next question: Are you a dot <laughs> dot dot? You don't have to dot. say the dot dot dots. I feel like I need to because this question, I think, is not only very, very obvious, but... Well, now it is because you're making it obvious because, the hello, that's what my... Colla- question yeah. 22, are you a Funko fan? Hello, right, no. duh. Yes, you are. Moving on <laughs> to 23. <laughs> now, it's one of the things that, again, I, I was out of collecting. I was gone. I When I sold my stuff in 2011... I was perfectly fine letting it go. I didn't have a lot of stuff worth a lot of money. I like I'm no Dave Draper. I don't have things that are worth the price of a jet ski or whatever kind of thing. I had a small collection, so I got maybe 200 bucks if that. So it wasn't like you know whatever. So I was out of collecting, completely out. And then somehow, some way, somebody showed me the Stone Cold Steve Austin. At the time, it was the 2K Games, because they were doing the whole WWE 2K, whatever year it was, 2K17, I think, or maybe it was 2K16, I forget. And I saw that they had a Steve Austin Funko Pop. I've never, I had never really been, you know, going back to what toys do I avoid? I just, I had had some wrestling figures, 
but I was never really into the wrestling figures as a kid because I never had the ring or I never I never had any like for me toys and action figures as a kid were He-Man smash Skeletor on the head. It wasn't like, oh, let's put them in a ring and have them jump off the top rope kind of thing. However, I still have an I I loved wrestling as a kid. I actually went to one of Junkyard Dog's last matches before he died. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. So when I saw that they had a, I'm like, and again, I had had Mighty Mugs in my collection from 2005 to 2011, and I'm like, oh, these are kind of cool. They're they're kind of vinyl figures, and they're they're whatever. So I let all that go, and I saw this this Funko Pop of of Steve Austin, and I'm like, what is that, and where do I get it? I ended up finding it in my at the time local comic shop, The Great Escape, and I was like, okay. I can, you know, it was like 10, 15 bucks, something like that. It's a comic shop. They're not going to do normal Target 8.99 prices. It's fine, whatever. So I bought him. He was the first pop I ever bought, and I haven't looked back since. Give me a hell yeah. And that's the bottom line because I said so. So, uh, what's the most money you ever spent on a a toy? A single toy or a box set? I think I remember if I if I remember correctly, I mentioned that it was Castle Grayskull, the classics Castle Grayskull for me. Which is that a single toy or is that something else? I don't know. So you it's, take your own interpretation. Yeah, it, it's technically a playset, but it would be a single item. Um, take your interpretation, all you want. A, a single item, a single toy, a single trans blaster or Soundwave or Optimus Prime. Again, as I said, in 2000, from 2005 to, to 2010, I had had this really cushy job that paid me a lot of money for not a lot of work. I did my job. but You'll tell me about that job later, right? Yeah, sadly, they don't have that job anymore because it, <sighs> it was a live-in thing, and it was, it was really stressful. Anyway, um, but so, again, I went on eBay, and I went nuts on eBay in 2005 and 2006. Uh, between Optimus Prime, Blaster, and Soundwave, I probably spent a hundred and twenty dollars on each of them. Wow. So yeah, as far as the most money I've ever spent on any kind of toy, it was the 2008 Transformers Botcon set convention set with all of the additional exclusives it was eight hundred dollars but it got me like eight or nine figures wow yeah so it would be the breakdown per figure oh i don't know math is hard let's go on yeah i i i I don't do math that that's why i became a social studies teacher so i'm I'm gonna flip 24 a little bit on you i'm gonna i'm gonna okay Keep you on your toes on this one. <laughs> so 24 originally is what was the cheapest toy you ever bought, which I I have gotten toys for free. So I would say that's pretty cheap. I'm going to make you think on this one on the spot. What's the cheapest toy that had a ridiculously higher value when you bought it? Oh. So for instance, 
I was at an estate sale. I got a really nice wooden toy box of a bunch of toys. And inside of it, I found I had something that was worth more than I paid for the entire toy box. So that's that's how I'm flipping this to you. Okay, so let me ask you this in return. Are we talking about what it's worth now or what it's worth when I first got it? Let's go. Because he, because here's the thing. What's going to make why, for better content for our listeners? <laughs> well, um, hmm. I I don't know honestly because uh, <laughs> so I mentioned that Botcon 2008 uh, set that came with the the add-on figures. The add-on figures were Goldbug, Rodimus, and other things. I, I forget what the third figure was. And I assume we're going with listed prices on eBay, not sold option. Uh, so not sold options. So right now, hmm, I bought that. I bought all those toys for eight hundred dollars. So let's just say Rodimus at the time. I forget what his actual price was because you had to buy it with anyway. Uh, anyway, shattered glass Rodimus Prime which is a repaint of the classics molded uh, Rodimus, uh, Hot Rod, whatever. Holy rusted metal, Batman! I searched this about a month ago, and the prices just made me staggering. It's just staggering. So right now, I'm on my phone, I'm on eBay. The cheapest, I assume not in the box, nothing with it. I assume it's just the, yeah, I'm looking at the listing now. It's just the figure. Uh, he is complete, it looks like, but there's nothing, uh, nothing else here. It's a hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Now, that's the cheapest I have seen it in the last month, because when I was doing some Transformer streams about a month ago or so, this exact thing came up, and I looked on eBay. Every listing was either over nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Or just under twelve hundred dollars. Wow. I'm I'm looking at two listings on eBay right now. Shattered Glass Rodimus. Uh, it has the instructions. It has the bio card. It has his. It has him and his missile. Uh, they want. They are asking one thousand three hundred forty nine dollars and ninety five cents plus uh, plus shipping. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The other listing I see here, uh, 725. Or $1,062.50. So, yeah, Shattered Glass Rodimus would be the the one that would be. <laughs> do, you, do you actually see it selling for that much, or do you think it'll settle I, for a uh, I do best not. I, I don't even understand why people are listing him for that much. I don't know. I, I would have to ask a few of my Transformers fan, friends to actually find out what his actual value is. I think people are listing him that high because they think it's worth that because it is Rodimus because it is evil Rodimus with a goatee kind of thing. I I don't know, dude, as far as the original question though, what is the cheapest toy I I ever bought? (laughs) So I have a a friend of the show, uh, my good buddy, Bondo Mike. Uh, He has been a supporter of mine since we started the network and every once in a while, he'll send me stuff where I'll say, hey, I'd love to have this, but I can't, you know, can't really get it right now, whatever. And sometimes he, sometimes he will shoot me the cash to get it. I could not find the GameStop Optimus Prime, like just could not find it. Like it was just unattainable. So I found it on eBay for a decent price. I think it was like maybe three or three or four dollars more than what it was worth at the time and got it and got it shipped to me. Well, again, I mentioned that I have the lunchbox because I went into GameStop one time and they actually had, normally they sell out of these things. Normally they don't keep them in stock because they're specialty boxes. They're exclusive boxes and they're not really in, you know, they, they don't stay in stock. So they had three of them and I'm like, Oh, okay, great. I, grabbed one and I said hey how much is this because I figured it was going to be the normal at least normal in in this case for this specific box $30 so basically it's $15 per pop you get two pops uh, plus some stickers a keychain and whatever else so I grabbed one and I took it out to Karen I'm like look they have this they have this I wonder if I can get blah 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 the Megatron I was actually hoping to get the Megatron and I ended up with two Optimus Primes. So, and this is going to come back around to the whole cheapest part here. I listed or I put in a in, in, in a pop buy sell trade group. I said for trade Funko Pop, GameStop, Optimus Prime, Energy Axe, looking for the GameStop uh, Soundwave with the 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 battle damage on on his cassette deck. And somebody messaged me and said, hey, I, I, you know, I have a sound wave. I'm trying to get rid of my pops, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm looking to trade this for that. I'm not looking to actually purchase it. And he was like, oh, okay. And I hadn't heard from him. Like three days ago, I heard from the guy again. Hey, I got a great deal for you. You can have the sound wave. All you got to do is pay shipping. I'm like, okay, but what am I going to do with this op- this second Optimus? I mean, yeah, I know I can just go back on eBay and sell it myself. But the whole point was, hey, 
I have something that somebody may not have. Let me trade this for the thing that you don't want or the, a, the extra thing you might have that I want. So anyway, I paid $7. The thing will be here. Or as of this recording, it'll be here Saturday. But by the time this airs, I will have already had the GameStop Battle Damage Soundwave. So $7 for a pop is probably the cheapest deal I've ever gotten. Not counting yard sale deals for old uh, army men. Wow. That, so perfect timing as far as this question show is concerned. <laughs> so, all right. So we talked about the cheapest toy. Uh, we talked about the best deal, yeah. <laughs> I think number 25 is pretty straightforward. What modern or vintage toy lines are you collecting right now? I think I'm collecting all kinds of uh, vintage toy lines, considering that they're all modern toys. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, because, again, here's the thing. Funko Pops. Okay, perfect example. Any of the... Okay, so remember when we were kids? Not really. We oh, stop it. You're younger than I am. I should be the one forgetting this shit, not you. Okay. So when when we were kids in the 80s and 90s, and we would see like Tony the Tiger or Toucan Sam or the the Honey Smacks Frog, Dig Digum Frog or whatever, or Coco uh, uh, the the Rice Krispie Snap Crackle Pop or whatever. I don't re- I do not remember and maybe there are I'm sure there have been dolls of these of these these advertising characters. The coolest thing with Funko is what they're doing with their icons line and their ad icons line. Right now I bought this for Karen for Christmas last year. Funko did a grumpy cat pop. Oh. All right, you said cat, so I'm, I'm, you got me interested. Yeah, it, 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 it's Grumpy Cat, man. Don't you know who Grumpy Cat is? He... Really? Seriously? No, seriously, you're asking me that? <laughs> so anyway, um, what the hell was the question? Oh, so modern, modern and vintage. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I collect everything because they are modern design toys but they look like you know like grumpy cat looks just like he was in in all his memes and everything else and he's got the grumpy face and the tail and the the colors and uh you know another perfect example is um the gopher from caddyshack i have a target exclusive flocked gopher i've never actually opened the gopher to take him take him out to take pictures so i don't know how good the flocking is on him but I assume it's really good. I have now. This is okay. This is another one. Goes back into the deal. So I told you about the seven dollar sound wave. The best deal I ever got besides that on a Funko Pop last January. No, January twenty. January twenty. Somewhere when we first moved out here from from Illinois. Dr Pepper, Diet Dr Pepper was doing a a contest, and Funko was doing a contest with them. Where, and this again goes to where else are you going to get a doll or a toy or an action figure of this character? Where if you collected three bottles, you 
put you know you put in the UPCs online or wherever it is or you, actually no I, I had to I had to take a picture of it and mail it away so you had to it's, it's, first mail away thing I've done since I was a kid so you had to take a picture of the of of the UPC codes put it in an envelope send it away in four to four to eight weeks you got a Funko Pop Diet Dr Pepper Justin Guarini Little Sweet I really want a cupcake. But not the calories. Little sweet sliding down the banister. Oh, yeah. Wait, you said Justin Guarini? Yeah, Justin Guarini from American Idol. Yeah. He plays the character, the, the, the icon character of Lil Sweet in the Diet Dr. Pepper commercials, or at least he used to, when they were doing that ad campaign. So if you haven't seen Lil Sweet ads, I'll show them to you later. But basically, it's another mascot. It's another this. But basically, I bought three bottles of soda maybe cost me six bucks and I got a free Funko pop out of it. Nice. Oh yeah. That that's, and, and you uh-huh. got a pop out of it. So exactly. Well, not it was just a, a Funko pop, but you got a pop in uh-huh. it, that. Well, that's Midwest speak for soda. Yeah. Yeah. Soda. Yeah. 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 Just, just for our fans who are like, wait, you got a pop and pop that I'm so confused. <laughs> That's why so, I put Funko in the front of the word for the pop. I, I'm just going to continue to confuse people who mm-hmm. enjoy pop as a beverage and pop as a collectible. Uh-huh. Anyways, so Anyways. do you visit the toy shows or conventions anymore? No. Good question. Moving on. <laughs> well, okay. So as an adult, no. I, first of all, I've never, even though I've mentioned I had a lot of excess money with that job, I didn't have enough, like I wasn't making enough to go to BotCon. Now, this is what irks me the most. Now, I was doing this job in 2008, BotCon that year, that was the Shattered Glass set that I've already mentioned was in Cincinnati, Ohio, basically an hour and a half away from Louisville. And I still didn't have enough because I've always felt that if I had wanted to go to BotCon at the time back then, I would need enough money to do everything. And I haven't had enough money to do everything since my mom took me to my last Disney World trip in 1995. So no, generally I don't go to toy shows. I don't go to conventions. Number one, Unless it's a really, really small convention, really small, like 100 people or less kind of thing, like in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm not a, I'm not a crowd person. I've been to Carl Casper's custom auto show several times. I've been to several different, like, older, like, that's where I, I yeah, I went to the Boston Budweiser Expo when I was six years old. I met Michael Knight. He gave me a thumbs up and I got a picture with him. So I've met David Hasselhoff. I have a picture with David Hasselhoff. So I used to, but ever since I was maybe 25, 30 years old, I think it's cool. I think it's great that people can go to them. I think people have an amazing experience at most of them, but I have no desire to walk around all that stuff. And I have no desire to be around that many people. I would rather sit here on my computer for six hours recording a podcast 
doing live reactions to San Diego Comic-Con 2012, which I actually did do. I, I will add, though, if you were to have stopped going to conventions after meeting David Hasselhoff at his peak, <laughs> that that's sort of like saying, I got to the top of Everest, mm-hmm. and peace out, everybody. Deuces. <laughs> I'm moving right along. Okay, so let's keep going. We still have... We're a little we're a little over halfway, but mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of binary yes or no questions yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So obviously, me being thirty seven, you being forty one. Thank you. I just I couldn't count that high. So what do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than? Our parents' generation, and I'm going to throw in a little little addendum onto this, not only our parents' generation, but even kids today don't seem to have the same attachment. Well, here's the thing. Our parents' toys were pop guns or water guns or water balloons or rocks or bikes or skateboards or basketballs or baseballs or soccer balls or hockey pucks. Or hockey, like, our parents, like, my mom might have had some Barbies because Barbie seems to have always been around. I don't remember exactly. I think it was, like, 19-oh-something when she started. Whatever. But the point is, my parents' generation, they didn't have, like, our generation, the 80s, late mid to late 70s and on into the 80s to today, that's when toys got their boom. You look at... Okay, even though I never had any of the G.I. Joe action figures, you look at G.I. Joe. That started in whatever year it started as 12-inch dolls. It went away and came back as 6-inch or 5-inch or 3-inch or 3-and-a-quarter or 5-and-7-eighths or whatever it is, action figures. And again, back then, and I say this and everybody says this, and I know know I sometimes get mad at it, but look. The cartoons that we loved growing up were there to get our to get us to say, Mom, I want the toy of Optimus Prime. Like that's what those were. Do the cartoons have great stories? I mean not so great story, but do they do they have content where it's good enough to watch and and actually get enjoyment out of it? Absolutely they do. Absolutely they do. However, with our with the 80s and 90s generation it was all about the collaboration between the cartoons and the toys if you saw the toy of this you would want to watch the cartoon and vice versa kids today or kids in this generation i have no clue i am not a parent i have never ever wanted to be a parent i huh. I believe I've mentioned this other places on the GeekCast Radio Network, but I'll say it here again. I was born with a mild case of cerebral palsy. In the last two years, I have only found out really what that means. I always thought it was just, okay, there's something wrong with my brain. It's not sending signals to the right side of my body to do what, 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 your, what the right side of your body does. Like, my arm and leg on my right side are not my arm, my hand and foot, my arm and leg are shorter and smaller than my left side. Two years ago, I had to have brain surgery because I had excess fluid on my brain. I had hydrocephalus on my brain. 
So they went in and they put a drain in and they drained off the excess fluid. But they said if I didn't go in for surgery, basically the next day, my brain was two inches away from popping out of my head. Holy crap. So, yep. So I went in for surgery. They drained everything out. They drained all the excess fluid and all that stuff. And I've had some returning symptoms in the last two years. Execute order 66. So I've had some returning symptoms in the last two years, but in general, overall, it's better. But the thing of it is, is the brains between needing brain surgery and going through the year of pain that I went through, literally, dude, there was a point where Karen and I were grocery shopping and I I looked up and I had light sensitivity and whatever else. I said, we got to go home. I need to be in a dark room. We left. We either took what minuscule groceries we had already gotten or we basically just left it and I went home and I went into a dark room and went to sleep because it was so bad. Now, that was before the surgery. After the surgery, like I said, I've only had several episodes, but they weren't enough to, you know, really like I don't think if, if it's coming back after two years, it's not a good thing. So in saying all of that, my point is. Not that I don't think I'd make a good dad. Not that I think that I whatever. But because of all of that, I do not want kids because I do not want my kid going through what I went through as a kid. Yeah. Now, going back to the 80s, I used to get made fun of all the time. I used to get bullied all the time because I looked because my right side looked different from my left side because I walked funny, whatever. Kids today already have enough problems with online and blah, 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 blah. There's no way in hell I was ever going to be a parent. Wow. Yeah. So let's awkwardly change tracks from that (laughs) response, that very serious, very personal, very visceral (laughs) response. Why do you buy toys? Oh boy, what is the motivation for purchasing toys? Yeah. I would say I would say with the Funko Pops, it's again, it's because some of them I want okay, I as a kid, I had the Rock'em Sock'em robot set. I loved my Rock'em Sock'em robot set. I haven't ever wanted that back again. However, Funko did put out uh blue and red Funko Pop Rock'em Sock'em robots. They're actual action figures that aren't tied to a play pattern of a game. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you look at, um, what's another one over here? Uh, Doc Brown. I never had any of the Doc Brown stuff. Uh, Okay, perfect example. No soup for you! I don't know if, if, if the soup Nazi from Seinfeld ever had an action figure funko has a pop of him and i grabbed him up so what motivates me or what you know keeps me buying it when i can buy because i don't buy all the time i don't i'm not out there hunting every day i don't sadly i can't do an actual job anymore i can't physically physically and or mentally do the jobs that i'm qualified to do because i i just i just can't i mean you know, I'm okay. I can sit at my computer for 12 hours a day editing podcasts. Great. But I can't stand up 12 hours in a grocery store or anything like that. So when I can, 
when I I'm more selective now. Like there are plenty of pops that have come out that I know I can go to my buddy uh, Wes Howard from PoppingOffToys.com, where he probably has them that I could probably get a good deal from him off of them. But generally, when I see the stuff, it's like, oh, this is cool. I'd absolutely love to have this, and I'll save this away for later. And then I never end up getting it eventually, you know. So it is, it is what it is. But basically, I buy them. What my motivation is for purchasing them is to display, is to take photos. Like, I wish Das was here because he can do it better than I am. Lick my boots, Baroness. God, that was horrible. Uh, I now I thought, have. I thought Das came in the room all of a sudden. Das. No, no, no. Das's Cobra Commander is way better than that crappy imitation. That was a. That was a like mad t- whatever so basically i like i said earlier the only two gi joe pops i have are cobra commander and baroness i've taken a photo where it is supposed to look like she is licking his boots but it might not look like that <laughs> that's why i haven't well, posted it online <laughs> yeah so i i will admit speaking of soup nazi the recent seinfeld apartment set Yes. The, like, the build an apartment set. Uh-huh. I have to say. So I had a friend visiting up a couple weeks ago. We had the entire set in our hands. He was interested in buying them. I, I don't have space for them, but I will give credit where credit is due. If I had the space. Yeah. At eight dollars a set. Eight dollars. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad, man. That that was incredible. Now I'm hearing that. If anybody has it at their stores, you're not going to have the whole set available to you. But also, it's sold out at a lot of places. But that I was massively impressed. I, I I'm not saying I'm crying that I didn't get it, but that was right. really cool. So let's let's move right along. Mm-hmm. So we're getting into the question about buying toys for kids. You mentioned not wanting to have kids. Have you ever bought? a toy for a child because of your own opinion on the toy uh, or based on your own experience or or recent knowledge, have you used your toy collector expertise to curate children's playthings for a actual child? No, but I have donated to toys for tots several times. And I don't think enough toy groups do that, to be honest with you. No, I, I don't think enough do either. You know, again, you know, maybe that's what I should do this year. If Toys for Tots is still going on and I see it and whatever else, maybe I should take this extra Optimus Prime Funko Pop I have instead of putting it on eBay, take it down to Toys for Tots and just say, here, here you go. You can have this kind of thing because it's no sweat off my back. Well, if it's, you can get money for it, get money well, for true, it, and yes. then buy more toys. Well, obviously. And then donate but, those. But, yeah, but, you, no, that's not, no. Uh, okay, sure. It's, it's uh, an idealistic view of things. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's keep going with the flow. Let's keep going with the flow. Ooh. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Let's move on, shall we? Let's Let's go to. 31. 31 will be easy. Okay, here we go. I, I know you have specifically stated with, with Pops, some you leave in the package. Do you do any modifications or customs? Have you done any modifications of customs, even painting, building, dioramas, whatever? No, I, I am not that artistic. I am not that good. Even as a kid, you didn't, you know, throw some silly putty on a toy and make them into something else? 
No, not really. Okay. Do you think that, and this is a huge question. I see this debated almost every day in Facebook groups and on Twitter. Do you think toy companies should specifically cater to adult collectors and have only adult collector toys focus on child toys or find a way to mix both? Find a way to mix both because, you know, you're, you're aiming for, you know, you now have all of us who were kids in the eighties who want to reclaim our childhood. And you also have the kids of today if they don't have an iPad or some sort of device, you know, they're going to want toys or whatever. And yeah, they, they, they need to be mindful of, of both things. That's why, that's why that, you know, Hasbro has uh, the Transformers bot bots toys and the bot bots cartoon that's coming out. That's why Mattel has the CGI He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Because that's supposed to be aimed at kids. But now the reaction to that trailer that just came out, it's also (laughs) taking all the hate that people had for a week or two for Mm -hmm. Revelations, and now they're generating a whole new hate for this new series. Yeah. You know, personally, I've seen the toys of this new series. I, I think... (laughs) <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about what you posted on Facebook. Let's, let's I'm calling you out on that. What did you say on Facebook? Come on, come. What, what did I say on do, do, Oh, oh, on the oh, on the uh, no, 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 I, I I got it on the on on the Toycast page. I'm like, what did I say on Facebook about this? I don't remember this. Okay, on the Toycast Facebook page, I said <clears throat> I said, TFU yeah, and Mike clear here. That, clear that voice. I want you to read it nice and clear. Uh huh. Exactly. TFU and Mike here. Um, no thanks. I'd take Joshua Dolph's Waterworld toys over these, and I stand by that. I, you know what the, you know, and I, and I, and here's the thing. Not every new series is going to be for us. They are again going into the whole. Should they market to kids? Should they market to adults? They have to market to both because that's what it is nowadays. And I, I'm sorry, looking at these toys, I just – I have – if I was going to get them, the only one I maybe might get would be Skeletor. But even then, I have zero interest in Skeletor. Right now, the only Skeletor I want is on eBay, sadly, and it is way too expensive for me. So – Really quickly, going back to Funko Pop, Funko has multiple series of pops. Like they have the the pops for purpose that they're doing now. They have uh, the the black they have blacklight pops, so you can get like a blacklight Batman or a black blacklight Superman or Joker or something like that. They had this series called the Artist Series, so it kind of is supposed to be, I guess, graffiti. I don't know. So anyway, can, can I can I just point out one quick thing? Yes. We finally found something <laughs> at the depths of the lowest quality <laughs> of ridiculousness of just awful 
artistic style. Yeah. Something so bad and despicable <laughs> that you actually gain the smallest increment of attraction yeah. to Waterworld toys. I said I would take your toys. I didn't say I wouldn't sell them so, immediately. But I would take them over those toys. That's fine. I have yeah. finally won. I can retire now. Uh-huh. That okay, was all good. I needed. So... So basically, the 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 art series He Man and Skeletor, it's the the He Man Funko Pop, but he is like he's painted green like Castle Grayskull. He looks really really cool. Skeletor is painted purple. Looks really really cool. The problem, <laughs> He Man, at the cheapest I'm seeing here is thirty dollars. At the most expensive is maybe fifty dollars, and I just don't, I just don't have the money for it. Would I love to have these two things? Absolutely, but there's no way in hell that I'll be getting them anytime soon unless some rich alky dies and leaves me in his will. Skeletor, his minimum asking price on eBay that I see is, and that's auction, but uh, the minimum auction price is two bids, thirty-two dollars. It has a day left. The highest I see him for for buy it now is like 80 bucks. And the value on those is, I think, 45 and 30, if I'm remembering correctly. So, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> oh, I just was wondering where you were going to display your Waterworld toys. That's the question. Um, hmm, where am I going to display my Waterworld toys? Uh, at Six Flags in Gurney, I guess. I don't know. You can take them to Hurricane Harbor, and you can reenact the scene where they meet yeah, dry land, finally. All right, so some of these asking prices on eBay, I don't know if these people actually look on the Funko app and look at what they're actually, what Funko and Pop Price Guide values them at. The He-Man Art Series has a Funko value of $43. The Skeletor has a value of $60. Now, I understand people want to make money. But that's what, you know, uh, whatever. It is what it is. Nothing you can do about it. All right. So let's go ahead and keep going. Yep. Do you have a My Parents Got Rid of My Toys story? You mentioned earlier your mom was just tired of hauling around. Well, that was, that was when I was 20. Let's see. That was 2012. So I would have been 32. Okay. When I, you know, when I was a kid, kind of thing. Generally, my mom kept everything. Um, but no. So my, I come from divorced parents. My parents divorced when I was two years old in 1982. And I call this a subconscious thing. Again, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. For some odd reason, I kept all my good guys. All my he. I'll, I'll specifically go with with Masters of the Universe because those were the ones that were split up. I had Castle Grayskull and all the good guys at my mom's house. I believe somehow my dad got a, or somebody got a hold of a Snake Mountain for me, but I had Snake Mountain and all the villains at my dad's house. Now, at the time, I was born and raised in, well, I was born and raised in Massachusetts at the time. My mom was still living in Massachusetts. My dad had moved to Providence, Rhode Island. So I go down there one weekend. I was six years old. Once again, 1986, good and bad year for me. Good because I met David Hasselhoff 
bad because Optimus Prime died, and I found out that my dad sold all my He-Man toys because at six years old, he thought I was too old to play with toys. Whoa. That's just the story that my mom told me. My mom has been dead for six years. I don't know if it's actually true. I've never actually asked my dad about it because I don't even At think six. For it. Yeah, six. I mean, I... I ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... That, that... Wow. Ouch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So... Obviously, your dad felt at six that you were done with toys. But I was too old for toys, yeah. But did you ever feel there was a moment that you were done with toys or stopping as a you, – you made a shift in, like, 2011. Yeah, and, I basically stopped sold your collection. Then. Yeah, I basically stopped then. I, I would say because of the, the life that I've led, the life that I led as a teenager. So here's the thing, and – oh, boy – I, I tell the story all the time, but it's weird telling it on a podcast. Again, my mom and dad divorced when I was two in 1982. From 1982 to Christmas of 1992, going into New Year's of 93, they fought over custody. They fought over child support. They fought, And my dad's a hard-ass worker. My dad works more than, than anybody I have ever seen in my life. The man sleeps maybe eight hours or less, if he does that at all. He'll go to bed at midnight, he'll wake up at 3 a.m. and go to work. He's a mechanic, and he's always working. He's always doing stuff. Uh, so it's not that, you know, he doesn't have a poor work ethic or doesn't earn the money kind of thing. I don't know. It's a whole parent thing, especially back then. It was all, you know, custody this or when can I see him that or when this or when that or whatever. So, you know, I think, you know, going into – my my 13th birthday uh christmas of 92 i did not make a foolish choice like i did uh in 1986 uh so i had the sega master system my mom told me at one point like right before christmas i could go into the local toy store in massachusetts called child world it is specific to new england back then and they had the Nintendo Entertainment System, and they had the Sega Master System. Well, I chose poorly as a six-year-old, and I chose the Sega Master System with Alex Kidd and the Lost Stars and Bo Jackson Baseball and Football. Ugh. So in 1992, I made the smart choice, and I'm like, Mom, I want a Super Nintendo for Christmas. And I played that. I played that Super Nintendo for like 72 hours. I played the hell out of that thing, from Christmas night all the way into the next night. Like I remember, December 20, the night of December 26th, going into the morning of December 27th. I was up at 1:30 in the morning, being as quiet as I could, with having as little volume as I could on this old volume knob Zenith TV. And I'm, Zenith, good yes, brands. Yeah, it used to be, and I'm I and I'm sitting there, laying there playing Super Mario World, and I'm in the middle of Vanilla Dome three or four, whatever the volcano level is, and whatever, at one a.m. And sadly, I let out a burp. It woke my mom up, and I had to go to bed. <laughs> so that was kind of the. <laughs> 
And then in 1993, I turned 13. My mom had a nervous breakdown, like right before my birthday, Ooh. right before my 13th birthday. My aunt and uncle got me a Game Boy because I never had. My aunt, my other aunt, had a Game Boy that she would always let me borrow. But I never actually had a Game Boy up until my 13th birthday party. Had the Game Boy. My mom turned custody over to my dad. My dad moved, had previously, he in 1990, he had moved to from Massachusetts to Kentucky. So, in 1993, he came up and got me because my mom had a nervous breakdown because her then-boyfriend of almost a decade turned out he was actually married and had two stepdaughters in Canada. Wow. Yeah, so this is a whole, whole big old thing. I go live with my dad and stepmother. A lot of bad crap happened with my stepmother that I'm not going to get into here. Let's just say if you don't put your head all the way in the corner, she will ram your head against the wall. Or at least she did that to me anyway. And the fine. The, the, the other story I tell, which is true. So back then, some people, at least some weird people, did not believe in clothes dryers, did not believe in dryers washer dryer they wanted their stuff hung up on either the clothesline or the clothes rack she had me wash a pair of her slippers we lived in a log cabin at the time with a very very large you know second story deck so instead of hanging the slippers off of the edge of the clothes rack i set them on the floor on, on the deck like a pair of shoes And I went away to my bedroom and I went away to read or listen to radio or whatever. She comes screaming up the stairs at me or whatever. Come here. She pulls me by my ear down the stairs. And I'm like, at this point, I'm trying to run away from her. And she finally gets me out to the thing. Like, why are the slippers on the floor? They're not going to dry like that. Why are they on the floor? I don't know. I thought that's where you put them. And then she started chasing me around the house with the slipper until my dad finally got into it. And it's like. Stop running around the house. And at that point, we got to a point of child services had to be called. I ended, yes, I ended up in the, as a ward of the state of Kentucky from 1995 till I graduated high school in 1999. That was the other thing. In eighth grade, eighth grade was 90, 95, 97, whenever. Yeah, yeah, 94, 95. In eighth grade, I got, so I was born in 80. I was in kindergarten in 85. By 92, I was in sixth grade. 93, I was supposed to start seventh grade. So anyway, I get to the point of eighth, because in Kentucky, they had sixth, seventh, and eighth, and then nine, 10, 11, 12. I get to eighth grade. I am slightly obese. I have cerebral palsy. And in gym class, they want you to climb a fucking rope. How am I going to climb a rope? How am I going to get up on the goddamn rings? I'm not an Olympic ring person. Whatever. So basically, one year I failed health and PE. Instead of graduating high school in 1998... They had the school hold me back because I failed health and P.E. I could see if it was English or math or social studies or science, something you actually need. And this is obviously before the time where they had adapted P.E. 
for students with special needs. Oh, hell yes. The only special needs students we had were wheelchair students, and they had the special needs stuff for them. But for the rest of it, for, for people like me, no, they didn't. So I got held back. I got in the state of Kentucky as a ward of the state in 1995. Tonight, I actually had to. This is this is interesting because I got held back in eighth grade. My senior year was now 1999. You're supposed to leave being a ward of the state, just like you're supposed to leave your parents' house when you turn 18. You become an adult technically. Yeah, I had to sign a paper saying that I want to extend my stay as a ward of the state in order to graduate high school. I would not have graduated if I left because there's no way I could have, you know, done any of that stuff. The other thing about the stripper policy is I don't drive. So, yeah, I don't drive. I need rides or I need public transportation or any of that kind of stuff. I, I just can't do it. Watch me. I, I've got a video on my YouTube channel playing Grand Theft Auto. You really can't see the Grand Theft Auto part. It's more it's more of showing people how I play video games one handed. But yeah, you you yeah, basically I drive like crap. How I would drive in the real world is how I drive in Grand Theft Auto. I crash into everything. So <laughs> I have lost all inclination of what the hell the question was, but uh, I, I think know. the question was, what was your favorite toy as a child? But <laughs> no, I think um, we were on. Was there ever a moment when I was done with it? So basically, yeah. because I was a ward of the state, because I went through 15 different placements, which included one mental hospital, three group home, no, four group homes and three foster homes and some other like transitional places i didn't have time like by the time i was 15 16 i was still into the cartoons i was still into that kind of stuff but i was out of i had no interest in in toys or anything like that by the time you know i grew up and became an adult from 18 to 2005 is 35 so tfg and mike here from the future ladies and gentlemen I was 25, not 35, in 2005. I can't do math very well. Now, back to the show. Yeah, basically from 18 years old to 35 years old, I had nothing to do with toys. Didn't even really buy them. Just went on and did whatever I, you know. Did at the time. Gonna, you know, did at the time. So, yeah. and, then, and then, like I've already said, uh, you know, the job, the excess cash that the job paid me and whatever. You know, and then again, like I already said, I sold it off in 2011 and from 2011 to basically six years. And in those six years, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss the hunt. I didn't miss actually having the stuff. Do I miss my little G1 Astro train? Would I love to have him again? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Do I absolutely want him right now? No, not really. It's something I'd like to have, but it's something I don't absolutely need. Now, I will say, though, the one thing, the one non-pop toy I have right now <laughs> is the first Hot Wheels car I've had since I was six years old. And that is the Super Pursuit kit that they put out recently for Hot Wheels. Very, very cool. He hangs out on my desk with my little uh, 3D printed Grogu figure that a buddy of mine made for me for Christmas last year. Yeah. 
And do I want to give if if I had to give it give up all the Funko stuff now? If there was something that happened where I'd have to find my Funko Pop collection isn't worth more than three thousand dollars. If that, I, you know, and, and you got to haggle with people, you, you got to go in and show them and say, oh, well, we can pay you this much. So it's like, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, that's why, I, again, that's why I stick with Funko now, because Funko, as I've already said, literally has everything, everything you could possibly want. As long as you get it in their pop vinyl thing, you can have every, like I had in storage. I have a. uh uh, a colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't remember the last time the colonel had an actual action figure. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he does. But, you know, it is what it is. I will say Pop is lacking one very important thing I would want. Nintendo? No. Okay. Waterworld. Oh, stop it. Imagine a pop Trimaran boat, you know, the boat he had in the movie. Can you imagine uh-huh. a pop version of that with the big black eyes on it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be so cool to have that boat. Or ti- the Titanic with the pop eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That, that would be a little creepy. Let's just think of all the famous boats that we will have. No, that's a, actually a terrible idea. Please, please, no. We do not need to go into cruise control <laughs> mode. Thank you. No speed, too. No, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking of like the USS Minnow from Gilligan's Island with eyes on it. I mean, come on, no, let's get a oh, no, no. We'll, and we'll call them Popeyes. Stop it. Okay, what is something that does not have a toy of it, and you'd love to have it in toy form? Okay, this is easy because <laughs> I have been waiting. Four years now since I started collecting Funko. Speaking of toys that they have not made yet. I know Alf has had all kinds of toys and dolls and everything over the years. And he's been back in Pog form. Yep. But the one Funko Pop, the one toy I would absolutely want them to make. No matter what happened, like literally, I, I'm already a bull in a china shop at six foot one, nearly 460 pounds. If Funko shared a picture right now at this moment of coming soon, Alf, get out of my way. Flocked move, or not flocked? Both. Move, bitch, get out the way. Seriously, because I will I will throw down whatever I have to throw down to get an Alf pop. So would would you actually knock over a small child to get to it? I think that's the ultimate question. No, but I'd knock over every other twenty and thirty something adult who's trying to also get it. Okay. No, seriously. Oh, uh, what was it? It was um, it was Bullseye. So I've got uh, where where is he? I don't see him. Yeah, I know he's over there somewhere. Where are you, Bullseye? Come here, dog. I'm right there. There, there. there he is, right there. He's he's on top see? of the bar. He's on top of the Baroness. Yeah, so, I heard him talking too. So target mascot dog Bullseye. They've had multiple versions of him. They put out a target exclusive because obviously he's target's mascot that's why he would be a target can you imagine the target mascot being a walmart exclusive that would be horrible 
but he is well, flawed. Well, if we ever get to talking about exclusives, we could always bring that up. We will. It's coming. Uh, he is flocked, but he's the only one I could get. I remember the day that that was announced that was coming out. I was in line at Target at 7.45 a.m. The day that he was coming out, there were nine other people there. I turned around and I said, hey, everybody waiting on Bullseye? Everybody either said, yup, or nodded their head. Soon as that manager or whoever opened the door, I made a beeline for electronics. There was one person there. Hey, I'm here for Flocked Bullseye. I got him. I took him to the register. I paid for him and I got out. But if any of those other people had gotten ahead of me, I would have found a way to make my fat ass run faster than them to get to it. Same thing with Alf. I will push, push over any adult to get Alf. Future uh, show topic should be experiences of running at the opening of a store and trying to race other people and then <laughs> finding out in some of those experiences like I've had where <laughs> I was just racing someone who was trying to get back to like the uh, digestive section to get themselves some uh, – uh, diarrhea medication or something like that. Like, oh, we were racing for different reasons here, sir. I apologize. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have hit you with that shopping cart as we ran in. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, what is something that is not have toy that they'd love to have in toy form? Uh, on the opposite, now you have a bunch of pops. I'm actually uh-huh. going to disqualify pops for this next question. You can't use pops. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. What is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional? For real people. G1 sound wave and blaster. Both of them. So I, so the original G1 sound wave, it was small for a cassette mm-hmm. player, obviously, but it wasn't that far off from some cassette players at that time. Mm-hmm. So would you want a G1 sound wave cassette player to be a bit bigger and then actually somehow upsize into a giant robot? Or what are you thinking on that one? It sounds like you are very confident in what you envision this being. It, for the music playability aspect of it, you know, it has to have Bluetooth. And and I know several people that have made these things that I don't necessarily think they've made it on a G1 Soundwave, but they've made actual MP3 players out of Soundwaves. Um, I don't actually know these people personally, but I've seen people do this. Uh, but for me, it, it would just be the large cassette thing so I could play the music. If it would be the large robot, it, that would be a little weird. Like, okay, here here's another thing with Funko that I don't buy. I have only bought one of their 6-inch or 10-inch. I only buy the normal, let's just say, 4-inch, 5-inch figures. I don't buy the jumbo ones. I don't buy the bigger ones. There are only several that I would want. As far as specifically the big jumbo 10-inch ones, there's only one I want. And hopefully by the time this episode goes out, I will actually have him. And as I've said on the show recently before, that is Funko Pop, Transformers, Soundwave, Jumbo, with four cassettes. He comes with uh, Ravage, Rumble, Frenzy, and Buzzsaw. 
and they have a little spot on his chest where you can set the cassette like it's in like it's inside of him but it's just sitting there on him but yeah that's a yeah absolutely yep so we're talking about collections we're talking about the size of them getting rid of them how have uh, excuse me let me rephrase that how has your spouse and we know that there has mm-hmm. been some some changes with your with your spouse as time has gone on for various reasons i don't know if you want to get into that but uh how have they dealt with your collection when i had my original toy collection from 2005 to 2011 i wasn't really dating i wasn't really seeing anybody i wasn't with anybody back then I maybe went on one or two dates and they would come over and they, oh, that's nice or, oh, that's that's cool, whatever. As far as Karen goes, who, <laughs> you know, who I am with currently and I will be with the rest of my life, because that's a whole other story that I don't need to get into here uh, as far as married, divorced, whatever. It's a yeah, long yeah. story, folks. It's It's the government's fault. So it's always as far, as far as I know, she's fine with it. Uh, you know, she doesn't make a fuss about it. And I've actually tried to get her into the pop game because I've specifically like, literally, like I said earlier in the show, even though I, I am holding Grumpy Cat right now, Grumpy Cat, I bought for her for Christmas last year. Uh, I've bought her um, like I bought her a Hermony, Harmony, whatever the whatever the female girl Harry Potter chick is. Hermione. They, there you go. Whatever it is, whatever that character's name is, I bought her one of those. Uh, oh, this is interesting. This is funny. You'll like this, Mr. Illinois. So the Chicago Cubs have gotten rid of all of their players. <laughs> they might as well have just gotten rid of the team at this point. Yes, so they've gotten rid of all of their players, and I believe these guys were gone way before uh, uh, this this latest thing happened. But uh, at the time we were living in Illinois, I bought her a Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo Funko Pop. Both of them are currently valued at $70 on the Funko app. So I've tried to get her into the Funko thing. I don't know how she would feel because she's not... At least I don't think she's sitting behind me or standing. No, she's she's in she's in the other room. Uh, so she doesn't have a problem with it. I mean, as long as it you know, bottom line, it doesn't take over the entire place. Uh, and it's so funny because when we got together, we really got into the whole looking at real estate thing, like on Redfin or Zillow or just looking. And it's. She once I told her about my pop obsession and whatever else, she found a listing and just by just by happenstance, and I don't know how this house ever sold. Somewhere in Illinois, there was a house for sale at the time. The kitchen had two different shelves with Funko Pops on them. I'm like, why wouldn't you take those down from those shelves before you had the pictures taken? <laughs> I think they add a little bit of flavor to real estate listings. I agree, but normally most real estate agents would um, look at that as clutter. I can't argue with that, but <laughs> regardless, 
I always think the important thing with listings, again, my wife and I just went through this last spring, not this past spring, but the one before this, like, hey, let's move during COVID because that's smart. But <laughs> I always looked for things that gave me a flavor of I could see myself in here because I see this thing. Right. So, yeah. it, it, I, you know, it, 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 I, I agree with you, but I also I, I can see leaving it. So when it comes to collecting, you know, your spouse deals with it pretty well. But what is something you struggle with? Space and cost. I think that's a universal thing. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody that we that I ask or you ask or whomever asks that question to, it's going to be space and cost. Because as I've already said, I am on supplemental security income, the poor side of Social Security, where, okay, so Karen and I have been talking about this recently. 23, 24 years ago, 1999, so let's say 22 years ago, I guess. Uh, I was, before I applied to have the Social Security benefits for myself, I went out and got a job and I got a job at rallies and I was a griller at rallies for about two months because from March to May of 1999 was my application time by May of 99. When I graduated high school, they're like, okay, you can apply to social security to get your benefits because the government, because my mom had the benefits when I was a kid, when I became a ward of the state, those benefits went to the government to pay for my housing, my meals, my clothes, all that stuff. Because essentially, when the government becomes your parent, they have to pay for everything. And they have to pay the facility or reimburse them or whatever. So when I was working, uh, you know, I I didn't make much, like, I, because of when I worked, I worked for five dollars an hour because five, I think five fifteen was the minimum wage in 1999. Five fifteen an hour for 20 hours a week, so it was essentially part time back then. Nowadays, most places minimum wage is between 13 and 15, maybe. I don't know because I haven't worked in years and I don't look at job boards or any of that kind of stuff. Let's just say four. Shits and giggles, I was getting paid $15 an hour for 20 hours. That would most likely put me over the income limit that Social Security has for supplemental security income, which means I would lose my benefits, which means I would lose my medical, and yeah, no. So the cost and the space is most definitely a struggle. Again, I don't buy – like. There's so many pops, as I've already mentioned on my buddy's website, uh, poppingofftoys.com, that I really – like, okay, perfect example. They have Frasier pops. They have Frasier, uh, Niles, and they have Martin, the old man, with Eddie. So they have Martin as a pop, and they have a little dog that looks just like Eddie from Frasier. You know, so – would I love to have that? Yes. Can I afford that right now? No. And that's okay because I have come to the point when I sold my collection in 2011, I developed this mindset of I don't absolutely need it. I'm okay without it. I took all the pictures I wanted with the collection at the time. You know, and 
just like now, like I wanted the McDonald's five pack that they put out for Funko Pops. Yes, they have them in individual cases too, in individual boxes, Grimace and Ronald and I think Hamburglar and was it Birdie or something? I forget what the other two were. Oh, it was Fry Guy and, and, and Mayor McCheese or something. So they have a five pack version of those. Yes. Did I want that? Absolutely. Am I going to go nuts over the fact that I don't have it and try to find a way to get it? No, not really. I just find that if I can't afford it, then it must mean that I don't need it. We should make a T-shirt on that because <laughs> I, I, I think that's one of the things that will – I'm in one wrestling figure group that FOMO is a big thing, the fear of missing out. And it's the complete opposite logic that it's not, well, if I can't afford it, it must mean I, I don't need it. And for them, it's like, well, if I can't afford it, that's always an option. <laughs> and it, we can go into a whole other side story about, you know, this huge, expensive, crowdfunded ring, ring that they did. And there were a lot of people who didn't have that attitude. They're just like, I can't afford it, but I'm going to find a way. Yeah. And it's not coming out till next summer. And... Pretty much most people that were saying they were getting it, they were buying one or two extra to sell. So the market's going to be flooded for a while. Um, I, I have a feeling there's a few people who are going to take a hit on some piece of it. Anyways, <laughs> let's roll along. We're coming down to the last four questions. Mm-hmm. What is one positive memory you have with buying toys? And then what is one negative? The positive memory would be the look on Karen's face when I presented her with Funko Pop Cousin It from the Adams Family. Now, I bought that because I love Cousin It, but also because she actually can do a Cousin It impression. That is a yeah. very, very niche. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, she can do a Cousin It impression. I believe it's either on Instagram or it might be on Facebook somewhere. I don't remember off the top of my head. But just the look on her face where... I showed it to her, and instantly she took her glasses off, she shook her hair, and she made cousin it noises at me. And I'm like, okay, here you go. The negative side, I try not to dwell in the negative aspect of toy buying or collecting or whatever. I try my best not to. Like I said earlier, you know, these new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe figures that they have coming out for the CGI series, I personally, my personal opinion, which should not affect anyone else other than me is that they are ugly. I don't like them. I'm not going to collect them. But at the same time, if somebody does like the designs, that's fine. I don't care. I try my best not to get into things and whatever else as far as negative. Maybe something I bought on eBay years ago that I either read wrong or did wrong or something, maybe something like that. But generally I tend to not have negative buying experiences. And I think as long as you remain pretty picky and thoughtful in what you buy, that Mm -hmm. usually I think we can agree. It's not what we buy. It can be the experience of buying it on, on something like an eBay. Like, like the time I thought I got a great deal on some Japanese imported, uh, what were they? Some sort of Ninja Turtle figures that were mm. primarily Japanese imports, and I thought I got them for like 20 bucks each mm-hmm. on eBay, and they were just blatant knockoffs. <laughs> and 
You know, actually, it wasn't that bad of an experience because when I said you never mentioned that these were knockoffs and not the authentic ones, they Mm -hmm. refunded my money and I didn't have to ship them back to China. So that was actually positive. But yeah, I I think usually the object is not bad. It's usually the, the experience and the issues with the purchase that become a problem. So Going back to if you could kind of have a, a the ability to upsize something that you've had in the past, if you could create any toy, you have full full mm-hmm. range. Keys to the kingdom, yep. Keys to the kingdom, any tooling you want, what do you make? I want Funko Pop Alf, god damn it. <laughs> Now, does it have to be Funko Pop, or can yes. it just be a very no, no, accurate no. elf? No, no, no. You asked any toy line, any this, any that, and I say that to everybody else that I ask this question to, because my collection is specifically Funko now. No, I want Funko Pop Elf. Hell, I want Funko Pop Elf in regular size and in the large jumbo 10-inch size. Uh, it'd be great if he could talk, the 10-inch one. But no, seriously, if I was going to create anything... Uh, they've already created the Rodimus and Galvatron that I want, so that's fine. I have no, even though I'm not going to get the Kingdom Rodimus or the Kingdom Galvatron, at least I know it's out there now and it's been made and it's fine. But if I wanted to create something, I would want to create something that Funko has never done yet. And so far, they have never done ALF. I think they will. Just Hopefully. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I mean, so, this is the anniversary of the show, but still. Is it that old already? 1986 to 1990. Damn. All right. Yep. What is one piece of advice you would give to the toy collecting fandom? Chill the fuck out. And seriously, only collect what you enjoy and enjoy it. You know, enjoy what you want to enjoy and just chill the fuck out. It's not the end of the world. Like, I hear about all this drama in these toy groups and this, that, and the other thing and everything else. Any of them, whether it's Facebook, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's people getting into fights over toys on Twitter, or whether it's people getting arrested for, for things like, you know, at Target and whatever. Just stop. Stop and think. And don't be such an asshole to each other. Be nice to each other. Be good to each other. Be excellent to each other. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Uh, Bill and or Ted. uh, Both. Uh, But seriously, chill the fuck out, people. They're only toys. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put another spin on it. Toy hunting. I know you love toy hunting. I know Dave loves toy hunting. I know Duvall. Well, Dave doesn't necessarily love toy hunting. Dave will just go on Big Bad Toy Store and order it, and it'll show up at his house, and that's fine. But I know Duvall and Danny and you and everybody else in the Toy World Order group and everybody else I know loves to hunt for toys. Well, every time I go hunting for toys, and see, here's the thing. Anytime I go into Walmart, because I do most of the shopping for myself and Karen and the cat, If I have time, if I'm not too stretched for time, 
I will go look at the toy aisle. I won't just go to electronics to see what Funko Pops they have. I will go look at the toy aisle because I am running a toy podcast and I want to see what's out there. And maybe there's a picture like uh, we went to Target the other day, a couple weeks ago and I saw one Revelations Evelyn and one Revelations Moss Man snapped a picture of it. Great. They actually are showing up on shelves now because, as we all know, with the times we live in, the pandemic is still here. It hasn't gone away, folks. And it's, I don't want to turn the show into that. But it's just one of the things that, you know, I still look at the stuff. Do I want any of the actual regular toys? No. But that's okay. And, like, oh, my God, it's exclusive. And we will definitely have the exclusive exclusivity exclusions talk at a much later date. But, oh, my God, it's exclusive. I have to go hunt it down. Or, oh, my God, I have to be on Target's website at uh, 5.59 a.m. or whatever it is, Pacific time. I, I don't know. It just it, chill out, people. They're only toys. You can't take them with you when you leave this earth, when you leave this plane of existence. They're not going to follow you to heaven, hell, or nothingness. So I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, that you can't take it with us. And I'm, I'm jumping to a little aside here for a second, but I'm going to jump back to it. I'm going to jump to a previous question where we talked about why do toys of our youth, but also toys now matter so much to people around our generation, 20s and the 30s and early 40s, and maybe even a little beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I think it is interesting because we're also talking about a group of people of are they looking at the long game? Are they looking at am I still going to be doing this in 10 years? Okay, so let's say, yes, you're doing it in 10 years, but 20 years in 20 years, I'm going to be looking at 60. Am I still going to be going to Target and saying, or oh, I'm, I'm in my near – no, that's actually not how I would probably talk when I'm 60. But <laughs> but when I'm when I'm hitting my 60s, like I've been collecting probably, let's say I'm 37. So I, I, I remember I probably bought you know my first collectible toy at 17. That's when it became being a collector versus being a kid for me, I would say. Mm -hmm. So – do I see myself doing this another 20 years and what is the end goal there? I don't know. I, You're right. I can't take it with you. Is this my retirement nest egg? Am I going to put my cats through college with this? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, but I, I think we do have a lot of people who aren't looking at that long game when they're that angry, mm -hmm. when they need, when they need to chill out. Like in 20 years, are you going to care? about not being able to find Firefly on the shelf. <laughs> and maybe that's the question that just needs to be asked. And, and people yeah. just need to reflect on that. Uh, but no, I agree. Like People do need to chill out. But I think more than that, they need to reflect on, you're going to be 50 at some point. You're going to be mm -hmm. half a century old. Mm -hmm. You're going to, uh, what is your view? What is your end game? Is there an end game? But then again... If I honestly about toys. I don't think they're putting that much thought into their day. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a plan. I don't know if there's a. Again, as I've already said, I don't buy every single Funko Pop. I target my collection to the point of things that I absolutely love, or things that Karen likes, or specifically if i had to get rid of all of these right now the only ones i would keep 
would be the add icon and the icons line. So add icons, as I've already mentioned, like I don't have these ones, but I'm mentioning these because they're the most whatever, like Ronald McDonald or Grimace or Birdie or Hamburglar or Lil Sweet or, you know, uh, uh, Snap, Crackle and Pop from Rice Krispies or I don't have a Lucky from Lucky Charms, but I'd love to. But like the cool thing about the ad icon line is because they are Funko Pops, because they are little vinyl figures, it's that's the fun for me with Funko. Until they put it, because they had the Transformers license for years. They had the Transformers license since I think Age of Extinction, which was 2014. And they put out a few Age of Extinction pops. They were ugly as sin. I would never buy those. Thankfully, with the new Retro Toys line that they're doing, they can put out the classic Generation 1 Transformers and hopefully more. But things like um, Colonel Sanders or the I, – I think I still have her, but the Target Lady. Remember the ads with the Target Lady for Target? Exactly. So had, yeah, so they had that. So, yeah, the ad icons line would be, you know, the kind of thing that, you know, everything else, if Karen can get money for it, get money for it. Right now, like I said, according to the Funko Pop app, the Funko app, I have 119 pops, total value $2,694. If she can get that, great. If she can't and she doesn't want to deal with them anymore, either give them – if I'm dead and gone – Give them away, whatever. I, it doesn't matter to me because I'll be gone. I'll be in. I'll be in the nothingness with uh, with Brody and and TS and Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned for Sega. Well, I, I do want to jump back just for for a quick second. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to ignore what we just said, but um, you know, I, I thought about what I just said. I, nobody needs a plan necessarily with their collection. You don't need a plan. You don't need to know what you're doing. They just do your thing. I'm not going to judge you, but right. I just think it's beneficial as a human being. You have to think about your plan at least once. Yeah, no. Just give it one. So uh, I, I, I don't know if we're going to get any angry feedback in the comments. Like, how dare you tell me I need to think about what I'm doing? Comments? Uh, feedback? What's that? I never get any comments or feedback. Ooh, should I just get more outrageous and hope we have a chance at it just, just so we get that attention? Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Here's my most outrageous comment I'm going to make. Hot pockets aren't that good. They suck. <laughs> Dude, never bite into one and look into it. No, it is, never. No. It is disgusting. That is looking into the gaping maw of hell. Yes, all yes right. it is. So, what is advice you give to kids who enjoy toys, now that I've asked that? We're talking <laughs> about the gaping maw of hell, Let's talk to the kiddos. What would you tell kiddos in this day and age? Don't grow up like we did. Enjoy the toys, but if there comes a point where you have to let them go, let them go. Wait, wait, pump the brakes. Are you saying you think I grew up? I am touched. I appreciate that. Why is Zordon calling you? Because it's we've been at it for almost two and a half hours now. I have to give my cat his pills. That's why Zordon is calling me. Uh-huh, sure. I have to go uh, teleport yeah. to do that. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, for kids, ask your parents for stuff that you know you want. 
if they get it for you, great. If they don't, don't be like me and throw a temper tantrum in the middle of the mall because you couldn't get the Batmobile two days before Christmas or whatever it was. Uh, and enjoy, just enjoy it. Enjoy what you want to have, you know. Be thankful for what you get. Don't be so harsh on your parents if you wanted gold-plated Batman and they got you Arctic Batman by mistake. It's Batman. Better than ever. Penguin is frozen Gotham City. Arctic Batman emerges in his new polar armor suit. Fire Ice Blaster! Batman is in hot pursuit. Too late! Without warning comes Batman's fearsome Skydrop airship, just as will prevail. Back to your cage, Penguin. Batman, better than ever. Ooh, that gold-plated... Dude, I, I I feel like that that was a hard spot for a lot of kiddos. <laughs> like, yeah, that... And especially after Toy Guru did a video about that specific one. Yeah. Um, that burned as an adult. I'm like, that's the one I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, no, I agree with you. I I, I think uh, it. I am curious, and I think this might take a little bit of research <laughs> for kids now. I am curious because when when I was a kid and when you were a kid, I I know based on things I've read from Dinosaur Dracula about trying to hunt down turtles and stuff like that. There was a relative difficulty in finding certain specific toys in the 80s and 90s, especially when they're popular. That just kind of goes with it. But I feel like a lot of those purchases were from parents tracking them down for kids. But now it's a little bit different. If little Johnny wants, let's say little Johnny really likes the Winter Soldier from the uh, Winter Soldier and, 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 the Falcon Disney Plus mm-hmm. series. Yep, yep, yep. Let, let, let's just say that happened. Like, Little John, I want Winter, Winter Soldier. I, can, can, can I have him for my birthday? And you have un, unprepared dad, unprepared mom, who mm-hmm. don't know about the big bad toy stores, and they don't know <laughs> about Entertainment Earth, and they don't know about pre-orders, which those are actually hard to find right now. They're, they're not available in too many places that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not going to find it because those I never well, saw Winter Soldier until it, it was given to me for my birthday. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Let, let me ask you, because what parent in their right mind would let little Johnny watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, well, seriously, like, well, it, I, I just brought that up as an example because it's right. on the shelf. But yeah, yeah but uh, we can dig know. into the metaphor, but we might lose the, the overall. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, I don't know, you know. And honestly, our our kids, our children, let's say 6 to 12 years old, are they actually playing with action figures these days? Or dolls, or whatever? Or are they on their bikes? Or are did the parents splurge on a... iPad and they're just got their face stuck in a screen. I will say based on anecdotal information, based on what students have told me that it's been Legos or video games. Minecraft is still very popular. Yep. 
I've only met, ironically, I've only met a handful of, of students who, whose dads are actually collectors. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of wanted to be like at, at, at parent teacher conferences when that's happening, like, Hey, let's say like, it, it doesn't seem like something you advertise when, when you're meeting people, especially maybe in my profession, mm-hmm. but regardless, um, I, I don't know how many kids do play with toys. And I feel like what I've seen at garage sales uh, of, of kids recently, I feel like the toys are just more disposable. There's nobody collecting. I'm looking at my Lord of the Rings collection. Those are obviously intended for kids at some point. Do I see a kid with a box full of uh, an action figure line like Lord of the Rings? Now, granted, there has not been one like that outside of Star Wars or Marvel. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Um, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be corrected on that. But that was a very expansive toy line. And Star Wars is the only other one besides Marvel. Even DC has had its limits. Okay, Transformers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Trans- Transformers would actually have a pretty expansive movie line. Um, <laughs> Sadly, those toys suck, in my personal opinion. But yes. There were a couple of good ones that actually... There, there was a... Okay, another aside. Mm-hmm. First movie... Wasn't in the movie, but there was a tow truck transformer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. That was a really good transformer, and I regret ever selling it. I've been trying to find it ever since. I'm sure we can try to figure it out at some point, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out off yeah. off air. Yeah, but I, I so I think you're you know here's the thing with origins, especially after I've I've been through yours, been through Dave's, I've been through my own. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you were there for my own as well, but. Um, you know, and we're going to get to Duvall's soon. No, I, I we, are, we already went through Duvall's. Duvall's done. It's already Oh. Out. Yeah, this comes out after that. Oh. We're in, it, we are we're in, in the future. We're, we're into the time traveling. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes. yes, yes. So, Marty, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, or wait, are you, you're Doc. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh I'm, my I'm, God, knock it off. Get I'm, to the point. I'm the dog in the backseat. Um, Ain't that the truth? Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think collecting at the end of the day is, is some people's expression based on their own personal experiences, their own personal interests. Mm-hmm. And I think the best part about doing Origins, and, and we found out a lot about your past that maybe a lot of people don't know. I don't know how much exactly you have shared. But I, I think the way we collect and what we collect and why we collect is often parallel to those personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Are they as always? Can you can you look at my shelves and, and find out about my own personal experiences? Maybe to an extent, maybe not. Um, does pop necessarily? Yeah, I, I think the more we find out about why you switched over to pops from everything else, especially based on your background, a lot of it makes sense. A lot of it's yeah. like. You know, I'll give you a hard time. I'll say dumb stuff like there should be bird because I'm a jerk. But mm-hmm. um, but really, it's like, no, I, I get it. I understand why pop is pops, pop, plural, singular. I don't know. But I understand why you would have that be your focus where my lack of focus is different. Well, the thing with my focus now is I just want to see the character 
I am 41 years old. I am, I've been podcasting for 13 years. I put a lot of time and effort into the recording, editing, all that stuff. Since I got back into toy collecting with Funko Pops, I just want to see the characters on a shelf, on my desk, on my computer. I don't, I don't need G1 Optimus to transform. I don't need that anymore. I had that as a kid. That's great. I've already had that experience, but I still want the character in my life. Perfect example is uh, Transformers, Funko Pop Retro Toys, Transformers number 36. This was a Funko Shop limited edition Nemesis Prime. So this, as I mentioned earlier, this is the black and teal and, 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 and silver uh, evil version of Optimus Prime. This character is a favorite of a longtime friend of mine, Optimus Scourge, Gary Clark. Most people will remember him from the TFW 2005 forums. I have mentioned him several times since ToyCast had returned because he was one of the people, one of the three or four people that started ToyCast with me back in 2009. And his favorite characters are overall Black Optimus Primes, specifically Nemesis Prime. Uh, thank you hugely to his widow for helping me get the Funko Pop Nemesis Prime, because as this episode releases the second week of September at the end of this month, on the 28th, marks Optimus Scourge's 10-year anniversary of his death. Yeah. When he died in 2011, I kept this podcast going till 2014 and by that time i was just looking at the toys online and saying what i've said throughout this entire podcast and what i've said always is i love it i think it's great i don't need it i don't want it i think it's great that they've made whatever like whatever whatever toy company was making in in 2014 that i absolutely adored or i absolutely liked or got excited for yeah they're gonna make this toy great and then I'm like, okay, this is kind of fizzling out. This is kind of dying out. I'm kind of losing interest in this. At that point, I had been collecting the Maddie Collector Club exclusive, you know, barely being able to get them figures kind of thing. And I was burnt out. So I put ToyCast to bed. Gary hadn't, hadn't been here in three years because he passed away in 2011. And I'm like, why am I still doing this show? And then seven years later, from 2014 to 2021, you know, you and I meet up online and we have a discussion and whatever. And, you know, that's how ToyCast returned. And we have this whole new format. And by 2021, I had already had eight years of Origins in the pull bag. And I have the Origins for our Transformers fans, for our Transformers show. So that's how all of this started. And it comes all the way back to Optimus Scourge. And I have to do some sort of tribute with this Funko Pop because, you know, I miss the guy. It's 10 years since he died. And that's why I have this is because in his memory, because this was his favorite character. And again, I, that's one of the really cool parts about collecting that I think Origins is going to reveal for a lot of people mm -hmm. is that it's such an expression in so many unique ways of something about us, us mm -hmm. as individuals or how mm -hmm. we remember certain things. 
there was a point when I was collecting that I could almost I tell you where everything I got, where it came from, who gave it to me, how I got it. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, it's... I mean, both just because of time and, you know, my memory not remembering, yeah. but quantity as well. It, it, it does get difficult, but I do have certain things that I can certainly remember you know, I have when my wife and I went and had an amazing trip to Las Vegas in 2018, I got a Marvel Legends cable. That one I remember uh, because I felt cable and Las Vegas somehow went together. It worked in my head at the time. It may have been the three foot margarita I had. I don't know. But but no, it, it's very true. Like it, it, you, you can place these different things and it's almost like you're creating like your own museum, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that's really the best part about it, I think, is that you're creating your own museum, your own story, your own memory, whatever it is. Um, just make sure you get it insured and you know what you're going to do with it in 10 years, like I said before. Yeah, well, like I already said, 10 years from now, if I'm gone, hopefully I'm not. But if something happens to me and I will basically just tell Karen to, if you can sell it, sell it. If you can't, you can't give them away whatever it doesn't like to me it doesn't really because here's the thing i don't have anybody to pass them on to we're not having kids and whatever so if all of these need to go to toys for tots in december of 2088 fine if toys for tots is still around then i hope it is but you know whatever it is like i have never had any whether it's the funko collection whether it was my original collection I've never, like, do I have attachments to stuff? Yes. At the end of the day, though, like I've already said, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to be a lump in the ground. So basically, when I die, I'm going to turn to dust and infect everybody that ever bullied me as a kid. So, you know, I don't want to be trapped in the ground. Thank you very much. With that, I think we are done. <laughs> okay, let's find another note to end on. Okay, that's a good idea. What are your plans for this fall? Do you like pumpkin spice? No, surgery? pumpkin spice is the devil. We have to end on a high note, so just lie. No, I will never lie about my hatred of pumpkin spice. Ugh, it's the devil. Apple coming cider? Up, uh, no, hell no. Uh, coming up on, on ToyCast in September... We have got those god-awful movie toys, Ooh. because there are plenty of uh, of movie franchises that have really, really crappy toys. And then in October, we are going to try our best to do some Halloween toy stuff with a display case, with potentially an Origins. We've got a couple of topic shows. Uh, one of them is, what are the toys of Halloween? And then the other one is... Halloween, the toys that scare or scared us. So that'll yes. be as kids and as adults. So that's what's coming up here on ToyCast. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. I think I said that right. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts, please leave us reviews, Spotify, and any other podcasting client you choose to use. 
Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio is the network. At TF Toycast is the show. I am at TFU and Mike. He is at Floorburger five five three because he never remembers it. Hey, I appreciate that. That's right. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Radio Network. You can also search out TF Toycast over there as well as joining the Toy World Order fans group if you'd like to become a member of that group as well. Jason, Dave, Puppet Duvall, Flava Dave, even though Flava Dave doesn't like that anymore. Uh, he never liked that, actually. So He graduated. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, join all that stuff. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Floorburger. Join us next time when we will be talking more toys here on ToyCast. Peace out, everybody. Be good people. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba-weep, grana. Weep, ninibong. Hey, guys. It's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Oh, yeah. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toy Cast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toy Cast.